Yeah. So I got my bow tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. It is the Kid XAB. It's your man, Distinguished to God. It's your boy, D Flow. And this is. The season finale for 2020. We will not be back until 2021, January. Um, so, yeah. How's everybody feeling? Feeling good, feeling good, feeling good, man. Just, you know, happy to be alive. Happy to be here amongst the madness. Facts, Lit. man. Facts. All is well, man. All is well. Just... You know, I feel like I'm watching the Super Bowl right now, watching the news every day, just seeing all of the craziness. You know, like during the wintertime, you see like you watch the news every time to see the weather because it's exciting. But this shit is, yeah. is literally like I'm watching a TV show every day on the news, bro. It's just entertaining. Not to say that the pandemic is entertaining, but I find it entertaining just to see the rhetoric and the fact that mm-hmm. people really out here acting like you're sweet. It's not sweet out here. It's not sweet. <laughs> it's not sweet. Listen, man, these numbers is going out of control uh, everywhere. Everywhere. Facts. So, I don't know, man. Niggas got to understand. But before we get into all of that, what's the all-man moment? Anybody got an all-man moment? Uh, Well, let, let's switch it up, bro. You know, it's the last episode, brother. So, we need an all-man moment for the year. You know what I mean? This is the final episode. For this season. The year not over yet, but so far, I'm pretty sure we could go into our Rolodex and our brain. Who has an all-man moment so far that's happened for 2020? You like, I mean, what the all fuck, of us bro? have, I think, maybe the same <laughs> all-man moments that I think everybody... This whole year been an all-man moment, bro. We just been modest every yeah, show. Fact. Um, I, Facts. I'll go first, though. Fuck it. My all-man moment has been... The level of ridiculousness that's happened this year, one, and it's a it's a two part. The the realism <laughs> of where we stand racially in this country, mm-hmm. I think it's never been as potent as it is right now to see a lot of people reveal their undercover racism. And they're, well, they're, in modern times, in at modern least. times, at least, and a lot of it is yeah. just a lot of prejudice, and and um, for me, it's just been kind of a little overwhelming because at the same time, a lot of people you didn't even realize was racist, and I've seen it happen both not only from what I see on the news, but just people that I thought, you know, that I I don't know on a personal level, but I'm acquaintance with 
that have revealed their true mentality towards a lot of things. So it's been an interesting, it's been an interesting journey for this year. So I'm, I'm, th- I'm glad that it's ending and I'm hoping 21 starts off way, way smoother. Mm. I mean, I could agree with, with, with a lot of those sentiments. Uh, it's just a matter of like, I almost look at this year as in a in a positive light. Besides all of the deaths, I'm not talking about anybody who lost a loved one, but I'm talking about all the things that were upheaved in this country. Is literally like one of those situations where the chick wipes off all the makeup, and you're like, "Oh, that's what you really look like." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's one of those situations where where the mask comes off. And you see the creature underneath it or whatever. And now you got to really figure out how you're going to deal with it. Like, are you going to be able to work with it or not? And obviously, in this case is, nah, we got to really build it back up from the ground. And I think that with the Obama era, not that it was Obama's fault, but through the Obama era, more makeup was put on this country because it was like, see, we have a black president. So all of the prejudice, all of the racism, all the negativity in, in those facets were pushed down even further to the bottom because people would always hide behind how many people came out to support and vote for Obama for two years. So, I mean, for two terms, rather. So it's like we voted for this black man two terms. We can't possibly be racist. Until Donald Trump came around with birtherism and niggas was really... I didn't know how many people really believed in that bullshit until Donald Trump got elected. Like, a lot of people really was on that that wave of thinking because he had a father who was African that he possibly could not be from this country. Which is just insane. But um, in terms of all-man... For the year, I don't know. It's kind of hard because the year itself is an on man. But for right. me, I, I've i been kind of encapsulated. Not too many crazy, crazy direct things happened to me. I did lose some family members to COVID. Um, but I guess it's, it's just seeing, you know what? I'll leave it at this. It's seeing this democracy because a lot of people really thought that this government just was like this super power that had no weaknesses. It's it's seeing the democracy fall apart in front of your face. And all of the people that kind of really just thought that all this, all of it was just a bunch of conspiracies and this, that, and that. Again, I'm not discrediting that there are cons- conspiracies that exist, but this government isn't as shadow as you think. We're looking at it live fall apart in our face. Like we're looking at certain things that are supposed to happen that we are so like spoiled to happen, not happen and what the effects of that is. And so I think that was kind of a wake up call for a lot of people too. So some of a lot of the negative things that that happened in 2020 also seem positive to me. Again, besides the people passing away and dying. So it's kind of hard for me to call it all man, but I'll, I'll stick in that realm. What about you D? Uh, I just think and definitely just want to commend you brothers for saying all that you said because I definitely share those sentiments 110%. I think for me personally, I feel like the more and more I've been talking about my personal things that I've been going through via the podcast, 
And the more I've been talking about mental health or becoming more aware of my own mental health, I've been talking about that more. And I would just say my all-man moment for 2020, you know, outside of COVID and within COVID is the danger of people's mental health. Mm-hmm. Like the real danger that people's mentality, their sanity um, is on a tipping iceberg. Um, and and you see it on full display on social media. Yeah, just like you said, full display. Like we're seeing things, you know, suicide rates in teenagers and, and, and little kids is going up. Um, people are, you know, uh, walking away from, you know, uh, their lives because they're afraid of getting COVID here. So they go somewhere else and they think that because they think over there is safer, then they end up selling. Like I got a friend. Um, ex, you know her. Um, I'm I'm not gonna say her name, but she reached out to me like the first week of November. She recently told me that, um, she lives in Barbados and she moved back to Barbados because in her mind, Barbados is safer than the states. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she's ever coming back to America. I couldn't believe she did that, but she did that. She said, "Y'all distinguish. I'm never coming back." There's a lot of people. Like I know that mad that people. Oh, There's a lot of people. A lot of my wow. clo- a lot of my friends. A lot of my Belizean friends moved back home. Yeah, she's a close friend. Yeah, she was like, "Yo," she's like on some real shit. I could not deal with the anxiety. She said I was having seizure attacks every fucking day. She said the face mask it does something to me mentally. She said dealing with the fact that um, we we live in this world now where you don't you don't really know who has it. It affects me deeply, and I was like, "Wow!" So she's like, "I had to, I had to go back home." So my all man is people's mental health is at high alert. So people, if y'all like this year, I joined a meditation group. I started praying more. Um, I started being more honest and transparent just to get my sanity intact. Because once that shit's out the window, bruh, in the words of Jersey Drake, ain't no telling. Ain't no telling what anybody gonna do. Nigga, the nigga can have a good day on Friday with D-Flow and XA being distinguished. And on Monday, that nigga's on a bus shooting everybody. Real shit. That's a that's a deep statement right there, bro. Not not about the shooting everybody on the bus part, but yeah, yo, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> that one, that went a little, I went a little left, went, but I got it. Little, we get it. We get the severity of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now, nah, what you said is a hundred percent fact. I mean, honestly, yeah. even for me, as and I'm about to share some personal stuff with the people, but even for me, being a much more calm, well, I try to be a much more calm and, and relaxed person. At the top of the summer, I even for me, like I had an anxiety attack. So, oh wow, like the realities is tough, and it, you know you you go through these things where it's like the it. You said something very, very, very specific earlier just now when you were saying about your friend. It's the unsureness, the un, the level of uncertainty that comes with this, and um. And I'll tell y'all some stuff after the show about what's happening within my family right now. But yeah, yeah, like the level of uncertainty right now is beyond man. Like it, it's scary because you really have to sit there and think to yourself, like, damn, I wonder if this person next to me has it. And it's crazy because you think to yourself, yo, COVID is this, COVID is that, or the disease is this, or the disease is that. Listen, people, mm-hmm. it's real. It's as real as it gets. 
Mm-hmm. How your body Jeezy takes voice. and adapts to it is entirely up to your immune system. Like, so, don't take this shit for a joke. And I see a lot of people play around with it, but it's not until they get and, it. And, and to be real, they don't even know what what differentiates someone potentially being asymptomatic versus someone who dies from it. Like, there is no real science behind that yet. If they ever will be, if they ever will figure out what allows one person to live and what, because there are healthy people who are dying from it. There are people yeah. who don't have tons of healthy people, no type of pre existing anything, catching it and dying or catching it and having these long term effects afterwards. So it's really not a joke. It's not. It's nothing to be fucked with, man. Protect yourselves. I know the mask shit is annoying, but at least wear it when you're in spaces amongst large gatherings or you're amongst other people. If you don't care, my nigga, still care about the person next to you. And um, yeah, man, be safe out there and, and take the necessary precaution because, you know, we're in the midst of a second wave and New York City might not be, New York State might not be as crazy, but everywhere surrounding us is wild. Is <laughs> very yes, yeah, very fucking wild. New York State is at the news. New York State is getting there. Though. It's getting there. The numbers <laughs> is growing, but you know. December by December we will. They already talking De- about. They think we're going to be in a, another full shutdown. December, by December legit is next week. Definitely next week, Tuesday to be exact. Yeah. They they're saying brace yourself for after Thanksgiving a potential full shutdown of New York City again. I don't oh, know if that's going to 100% wow. be the case. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be at that point, but we're going to move into what we what they what Governor Cuomo is calling orange, the orange zone, so mm. where it's like 25% capacity and no mask gathering. I'm so fucking happy I'm an essential worker, but at the same time I'm just like, damn, I'm actually going to be out there with niggas that actually might might be doing stupid shit. Well, that's the thing is a lot of people who aren't like you guys said, taking the proper precautions and whether it's because they didn't get it or they don't know many people that got it or they don't want to believe in it or they're on a conspiracy train, whatever it is that they're on, they they think it's a statement to kind of be at every fucking brunch every week or be at every party or yeah. be in large crowds or invite everybody over. And it's like, 2021 is right around the corner. Things are going to clear up by then. Yeah. At least a little bit. And you'll be able to... That's really when everybody's going to be celebrating and partying. So all of this, doing it while a pandemic is going on, I I mean, I guess you look like a risk taker. I guess you look a little cooler to the people that think, oh, that, that nigga wild. But to me, it's like clown shit, honestly. It's like, and like I said before, I didn't spoke to a lot of people that are partying now. And those mm. are people that were like, yeah, I had COVID. And I almost died from it. But That's I had it already. So I'm good. You know, you know what's crazy <laughs> I'm good. That's it. why I'm at these parties. People fail to realize that at the height of COVID, one in 12, was it one in 12 and one in 13 New Yorkers had COVID? At the height wow. of the infection, that's where we were at. Like there's 20, wow. 26 million people in New York, and I think New York had what two million, mm. two million people that got infected. Like the mess. That's a lot. It's one That's in thirteen lot. people, bro. So a lot. It, the the math is yeah, the math. Lot, <laughs> it's like, a lot of people had it, 
And the the final point on it is that we're heading we're heading in a direction that is very similar to that. The only difference is they know how to treat it better so people aren't dying as fast. However, the hospital systems will be inundated. That's the problem that we're facing. The whole country is going through it at the same time now. So before, and we spoke about this a little bit before, but before New York was like, hey, hey, uh, Wisconsin, you guys don't have it. So can you send us some ventilators? And when Wisconsin was like, all right, cool. Ain't nobody really catching it out here. Now Wisconsin is red hot. <laughs> so <laughs> New York needs some ventilators. They ain't getting no ventilators. Facts. Like it's not the same. And Europe is fucked up. So they're not sending no ventilators. Some, they're hoarding things now. Like 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 what you said, XX, X kind of made it hit the nail on the head. States that were helping before, Ohio, Illinois, like all these states that were helping and sending nurses, Ohio is is in a level four lockdown, bro. Like, there ain't nothing happening in Ohio right now. So, I, I know Pennsylvania next to us has double the fucking triple, actually. Pennsylvania? I was talking to somebody about that shit last night. Pennsylvania is, some parts is looking That's what I'm great, saying. boy. So, you great. think you can get these ventilators from Philly? That's a dub. Dub, dub, dub. Facts. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Philly is locked so I'm down. Just like, like what X said, the whole country is going through some wacky shit now. So if shit gets max capacity yeah. again, we on our own. And that's the difference. Niggas will be dying in their house now. So <sighs> oh, man. that's what we're looking at. Wow. But uh, let's get on to some more fun, entertaining things uh, for the final episode of this season. Again, it's not that long of a break. It's only about a month, so... I know some of our diehard fans might be in our inbox a little upset that they won't be getting some episodes. But um, what you can do is go get a dad hat some bow ties hoodie to hold Big you facts. over for the holiday season. Yeah. All right. Get your merch. Get your merch up, y'all. Make sure you get that beautiful Christmas sweater with X and my face on it. And it says dad hats and bow ties. It could be yours today. All right. So please visit X's website and get yours today. And make sure you subscribe to all of us on all streaming platforms. Dad hats and, and the bow dad ties. hats website will be up soon. I've just been dragging my feet on it. So <laughs> you'll be able to go to the dad hats spot and purchase it as well. Big facts. Um, facts, facts. But yeah. So, all right. New music. Did y'all listen? A lot of new music came out Friday. A lot of fucking new music, my Did God. Did y'all get to listen to any of the new joints that came out? What stood out for you? Yes. Uh, 2 Chainz album, So Help Me God. He got some bangers on that motherfucker. I still um, haven't listened to that along yet. Along with the album. Okay. Along with the album, what I've been trying to train myself to do, um, dubbed by uh, China's father, um, XAB, I'm trying to get our journalist shit on. So I've been trying to listen to the albums drop and then read mm-hmm. reviews and then kind of make my own. So I read an article about 2 Chains after he dropped this album about him. Um, yeah, I think you sent it, but then I read something else about it. Like, it's deeper. It's like 2 Chains been one of the whole on some yeah. shit. And he just could not, he can't get in contact. And then I was listening to Southside Hove on his album. He got a song called Southside mm-hmm. Hove. So I was like, okay, he's, he's saying some shit in there. I don't want to give too much away. Make sure y'all, you know what I mean, listen to that Titty Boy new joint. So Help Me God is a great project. He got, for me, he got like six bangers in that shit. You know what I mean? He got, and it's, the content is good. Like, he he's telling great stories. 2 Chainz is not, for me, 2 Chainz leveled up on this project. 
definitely like Yeah, I've been that. meaning to listen to it. I haven't gotten to it yet. I've heard mixed reviews. I heard some people say that they didn't they they expected more from him. Um Okay. They want some more grown man shit from him. Uh he he kind of oh, gave okay. gave the 2011 2 chains and they're looking for a new version of him. So, I'm interested to take a listen myself. Um Okay. The baby came out. The baby's project was probably my favorite piece of new music that came out this week. Interesting. It was actually I actually didn't even know he dropped the project. He dropped this the project week. in uh Last memory week. of his brother that passed. Oh wow. And it's a it's a little EP, I think it's seven songs, and it's the first okay. time for me that baby put something cohesive together that's not just a bunch of hits. He's actually telling stories. He's actually describing his mm. feelings. He's picking certain beats that that set a tone and a mood beyond just like the silly stuff that we kind of used to him rapping about. So for me, it was my highlight project um, of the week. Did y'all listen? Did y'all get to listen to the Meek Mill uh, four pack that came out? No. Meek Mill dropped what? Meek Mill dropped a, a four pack called Quarantine Pack. Nah, I didn't yeah. check really? that out. Oh, I gotta. Uh, nigga, I listened to a lot of music this weekend. I didn't even know that nigga dropped the project. God it's damn a, it's it. It's a four-pack. He got Durko on it. Okay. Shout out to Lil Dirk. Okay. Um, And he okay. has... Yeah, Dirk, Dirk been out here working, Dirk bro. Is, Dirk is coming up. Dirk, what I like Dirk, about Dirk, Dirk, Dirk probably, right now, Dirk is doing a lot of features, building up, building up those features and getting yeah. his name spread across, which is dope. He's doing the right thing. Yeah. I like what Durko's doing. Um... Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a decent it's a decent pack. I mean it's it's more turn up music. Okay. He could have put I feel like okay. out of out of the three songs, I mean out of the four songs, he could have put at least one that was a little bit more of the introspective meek that we got from Champions. Mm-hmm. But it was oh, it was Champions mostly like turn up tracks. Um it was kind it was okay. kind of lit. Wale dropped a single. I don't know if you guys peeped that. Wale that Wale shit, bro. I was like Wale, you fucking out. N- that nigga went in the lab and said, I'm about to create a science laboratory. Who he today. had on that? Floyd? He, he had on that. He had a, a feature on that, too. Uh, who was on Floyd? Um, Gunna. He had Gunna on that. G- Gunna was snapping on that yeah. shit. I was like, oh, this nigga could rap. Oh, Gunna, you gained my respect, Gunna brother. has been one of you my favorite my new respect. artists for a minute. His flow game is stupid. He has some of the best His flows. His flow game is really stupid, bro. I was like, oh, this young boy is getting to a flow. You might want to check out Flo. And Flo, uh, I'm Wale snapped on Floyd. Wale was saying some real shit. I'm like, this nigga never disappoints when, when it comes to the fucking singles. Yeah, single-wise, single he be yeah, popping. single-wise, Wale Saint, be dope. God damn it. St. John came yeah. out um, with his third album. Oh, uh, I'm going to probably it, listen to it, that it, later it, on tonight. Who? St. John. St. John is popping. Yeah, I love St. John. St. John. Yeah, St. John is popping. I'll okay. I'll say the only I feel out of the loop. I got I gotta get in tune with yeah. St. John. The only thing about this third project was he he remixed a lot of the old songs from the second project. And there was like maybe six new songs, four new songs or whatever. Um and a lot of remixes. <laughs> um, so that kind of took away from it for me. I do like the remixes. But I was expecting this to be like a brand new project and then there just be mm. like maybe the Roses remix like is actually a song. But the Roses remix has been out for a little bit. And then 
High School Reunion, which was my favorite song off of the old project. He remixed it with um, Little Uzi, and it sounds mm. fire. Like the beat is different, the cadence is different. It's fire. Um, but I was expecting, you know, a little bit more brand new music. But it's still a decent project. And of course, speaking about uh, speaking about brand new music, Drake and Bryson Tiller was killing the radio this week. That's weekend. been out though. With this, that's been out for a minute. Oh, I, that's my first. That's my first time hearing that. I was like, oh shit, yeah, that's been out for a minute. I think because another friend okay. of mine said that they were listening to that song on the radio this week. I think they just. Somebody put the stimulus package in and said, we're going to blast this yeah, on the radio. Because yeah. it seems I picked up on the radio um, recently. Mm-hmm. But, of course, the main project that dropped this week was Meg Thee Stallion. Yes, she did. Uh, not a, I heard it this weekend. I, I listened to that and I listened to um, Big Pluto. Li- I mean, Pluto and Little Pluto. Um, I, yo, the first song on that is fire yeah, to the me. Future, the future... Um, the future Uzi Vert little project. Uzi project. Um, I, those are the two projects yeah, I heard this um, weekend. <laughs> and Meg's project is actually not bad. It's right, it's okay. Right. It's, it's not, not, it's not the, that bad. As it's mid. It's mid. Yeah, it's like let's all keep it a stack. It's I mid. I can't stand <laughs> the yeah, body it's, songs. It's I don't like, I don't like that it. body songs. I don't like. I it. actually like the body songs. Because I know yaddy, what it's yaddy, for. Yaddy, yaddy. I'm just like it, yeah. body yaddy. It, it's I, I was trying when I heard it. I was like, she had better songs on the know, project Megan. to release, but I guess that's the easiest song for the radio right now. But that's the easiest to get these girls on the dance floor exactly. shaking their ass or, or or making TikToks at home. Yep. So I know why they 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 put so much behind it. I can see TikTok blowing like uh, allowing that song to blow up crazy the i can see people i mean girls are already online right now talking about we trying to learn to dance because yeah. she dropped that video as soon as she dropped the project and that was on purpose the shit with her so I, I saw that slaps slap her boy slaps. i'm like oh shit <laughs> i'm like mustard made the beat i'm like for once in a life mustard made something that's not but well, it must have been all right with his beats lately but yeah must have switched it yeah, up he did more she's doing more sampling and shit but the shit with her popcorn. That was the first song I listened to in the project. I'm like, let me hear this shit. When I heard it, I was this just shit, like, that shit slap. I was the like, oh nah, song. this this is this is a slap song. It doesn't slap because of her though. It slaps it's because of him. Of course, like that's <laughs> the main purpose of the track. <laughs> popcorn is yeah, on like the um, first minute of the song thanks. before she even comes in. I was, I was like, <laughs> I liked, I liked. Uh, I felt like I knew I would, but I'm I'm kind of glad that she did. What I like, Freaky That's Girls. That's not a Freaky bad Girls one either, her bro. Scissor. I was like, it's not a bad, not one. A bad one. The project's like, not bad. Like, let's Freaky let's Girls. let's you know, because some of our female audience is probably looking at us crazy. The project is not it's not bad. bad. It's just what I'm. Ex- it, it's not out of what I expected from her. I give it. I give it. If we talking uh, five out of fives, I give it. I'm I, I'm gonna give it a three point. I give it a three. I, I give, give it a, a solid I give three. It a two and, and hear me out. Two point eight, to be honest. When I, okay. it's supposed uh-huh. to be her debut, and Meg to me has the same star power, or or is a is in the same conversation. She's a superstar as yeah. Cardi B and Nicki when they first came out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. If we're talking yeah. those three debut albums, this is the this is this last is the last on the list. Yeah. It's in last place. Cardi, So I, I, as much as what people will yeah. say about Cardi, at first, 
The flow Sicardi's album was okay, but in terms of arrangement, yeah. the project as a whole put together, project as a whole, album yeah. was Cardi's first album a was crazy. Good project. It was a re- and solid. the title and the yeah. title was catchy too. The title of the no, album Invasion too, of Privacy, was yeah, very catchy. Like, yeah, of Pri- Invasion yep. of Privacy. You can do a lot of things with that, bro. It's a now, lot Cardi, of different things Cardi's with Invasion of Privacy. Was still more well put together than this Meg's project, and I guess they're two different type of. And artists, it was branded huh? properly too. Yeah, Cardi shit was branded because Cardi had songs for That's cultures. What I'm bro, that's bro, that song I like it like that. Major she hit. took a instant international remix and then did a remix to the remix and her shit plays that was a major every song, fucking that was like yeah, this song track. plays everywhere that shit yeah huge I record I honestly right. if we want to talk like that I don't Meg doesn't have a single like that on her project no no like, no Meg doesn't no, have that she doesn't no. have a song like Ring on her project she doesn't have a song no there's a couple no. of major hits from Clout she ain't got a she ain't got a record like Clout, Clout. There's a couple, I'm like, once again, Meg's album was not bad, but it's exactly what I expected mm-hmm. from her. You feel me? She didn't mm-hmm. come and make me be like, wow, Meg, mm-hmm. like, you you did this shit. Like, you went out of the box. You gave me something right. yeah, that I like, couldn't so expect. What was Nikki's first album? Pink Friday? Pink Friday. Pink Beautiful Friday. project. Pink Friday. Friday was so slap. when you look at Pink project. Friday, you got Roman's Revenge on here. Pink- you got... Big Friday, you got Fly with Rihanna. Like... You got you got Moment for Life with Drake. You got Blazing for with life. Kanye Love West. It. Like like the even on the feature level of it, it's like damn. You got Bedrock. They put Bedrock on her joint. Then you go. I didn't even know Bedrock was. Then on let's her look shit. at let's look at Cardi B Invasion of Pri- and Privacy real quick. Let's see let's see what that debut album looked like. Invasion of Privacy. You got Migos with Drip. As I'm just picking out the features. Fire. Oh, shit. You got Best Life with Chance the Rapper when Chance was super hot. Super hot. Ring with Kalani. Mm. Bartier with, 20, with right. 21 Savage. Another big track. Do It with Scissor. Another big and track. And the joints that don't have people on it. And then she has the joint with Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny which, you know, yeah. he's a superstar. Facts. And, and the joints that didn't have mm-hmm. features on it were popping. So now you go to Meg's joint, and Meg, yeah. Meg has the yeah. baby. Yeah. He's he's popping right now. Mm-hmm. Meg has City nah. Girls. They're popping. They're dope. But the only thing is, for me, it's like Meg and City Girls is like giving me a double dose of sugar. Like yeah. there's no difference be- between. They don't give me a different feel. Um, movie with Little Dirk actually didn't slap as much as I wanted I it to, but it was still it was cool. cool. Dirk did his thing on it. Yeah, uh, you got Freaky Girls with Scissor. It was a, it was a decent. It was a good track. Popcorn and go, the Intercourse track with Popcorn and Go Crazy. Those are the those t- stood out mm-hmm. to me. To me, I mean, I'm biased. <laughs> but the Popcorn track is my favorite track on the project. The one of her and City Girls isn't bad. Do it on a tip. It's not bad, but once again, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's what you expect from them. It's what you expected. Yeah, yeah it's that's what it. It's what you expect. Like oh. You really don't have substance range. Your substance range is limited. And that's cool. I don't want nothing else from the two of them. But I guess 
it's just it felt like too predictable. Yeah, it's not like there was no right. no yeah. beat. Maybe if they did it on a different type of beat or something like and that. And that's the next thing right. I was going to say for this project. The whole project, all the beats are super minimalistic, and that's one of my. And I guess it's because it complements her vert, her voice. Like her voice stands out right. more just drums, bass, and and claps and snares. Yeah, but I'm just like, I need full productions, and I, I yeah. it's like. That's what you got. Albums, yeah. yeah for I albums. mean, debut albums, yeah, too. Yeah, like, for albums, yeah. you want a full range. Like, I want to, like, it's not musical. I'm just like, Meg, you're too, Meg could be super lyrical. She just has to, at least. And we've do, seen her do it. Exactly. We've, like, seen her, we've seen her do these freestyles where she killed them shit. So it's not like yeah. we're expecting something that, that she never showed her capability in. It's something we know she's doing, so it's like, why are you just sticking in this lane of talking about sex and how thick your ass is and yeah. niggas giving you money? And it's like, we yeah. get it, but you also been through some real trauma. And Shots Fire was whack to me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I niggas. Man, damn. I was just about to say, we got to get to Shots <laughs> if we Fire. Go we got to get to Shots Fire. I ain't going to hold you. Tory Lane's Tory Lane shit. And, uh, yeah, we going. If we, we going, going this for this. Tory Lane's. Tory Lane's uh, project and him venting his fucking feelings, his love for her outweighs the disrespect she tried yeah. to give that even man. The, even the, yes. you know, the CD cop jumped on. Till at the CD cap. Da, 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 da. I forgot what the name of that track is. But that shit slaps. It's mm-hmm. the truth. Uh, you, it slaps. I mean, if we want to go track. Musically, track, we're not taking no sides on nah, nothing. Not taking no, I'm just talking. Slap musically, slap. yeah. Slap for slap. Sonically, it slaps. It, slaps. <laughs> it, it bangs. That shit comes on in the yeah. car. You kind of sing along to it. I'm just saying. You feel me? But at the end of the day, like, Meg's project as a whole is what I expected, and I just hope that Meg, for whatever reason you hear this this commentary, for whatever reason you hear. It, <laughs> I mean, we could definitely, we could definitely make sure just she be it. a little bit, <laughs> eat a fine new sure production, and expand your music a little bit more, and step out of just the drums and the bass. Step out of just the shake your ass music, and even if you do want to do a shake your ass song, just change the production style a little bit. But give me three solid one of those. Give me body. Give me the city girl one. Hold, on, let me go back to this shit real quick, because. <laughs> <laughs> give me give me body, right? Give me do it on the tip and give me work that. I think work that was the one that I thought was was popping. Everything else, give me something, give different. Me something different. Like I don't need sugar baby. Sugar what the fuck is that? Yeah, I don't need that. I don't, I don't need circles. I don't need none of that. Like need, take the rest of that. Yeah, you like, gave it to me that, already. The pop contract was the the biggest difference on the whole project. You heard that And like, it was the highlight. And it was the highlight. And that's why, and that's not good for her because she has never shown a Caribbean side before. So it's not like niggas is gonna be like, oh, oh this is, like it's like it's different. It's like okay, this, this, is, this is cool, this is dope. But it's like <laughs> for me, it's remember we went through this when when baby first dropped, and we were like, yo, baby sounds the same all the time. And then the niggas slowly started mm-hmm. to show us like, oh, y'all niggas thought I could be the same. I'm gonna keep showing y'all niggas that I could be different. And now niggas is starting to be like, yo, the baby is actually yeah, not nice. bad. Like he's he's nice. Like there's mm. certain records I'm hearing from mm. him. Like I love the blind record. 
fucking love that mm-hmm. shit. One of my favorite records right now. Every time that shit Rockstar comes on, still slaps. Rockstar is still dope, but I've been blind for a while. I love that record, bro. With him and, and mm-hmm. with him and Thugger, I, I absolutely love that record. It's different. It it just shows me that the nigga don't have to go. But like you don't always got to talk rap. Like you can actually yeah, be lyrical do that if fast you want. flow. And I love that shit. So, and on on the Brothers Keepers project, you hear that too. He switches it up crazy. Like he sounds different. And um, I I already knew that the baby was gonna be here for right. a long time. But that is a key factor to longevity. Mm, right, is being able to make a, a another hot record mm-hmm. that's outside of the cadence that everybody knows you for. And Meg didn't do that on this project. She still did that same flow and that same talk. Right, she tried to do a, a pop song. Uh, what the fuck was the name of that track? Um. Damn, I think it's what's new. It was some one of them tracks she was singing on it, yeah, and it, it was it, like that ain't that it. ain't it, Chief? Like even <laughs> it, even it, with it, Cardi, when Cardi steps out the box, maybe Cardi has better writers around her right now. But when, she has a better team, yeah, I think. 100%. When Cardi decides to step out the box, they make her look good. So it's like when, yeah. when she does do a track that's out of her norm, she it still works for her. Yeah, because when yeah. Cardi when Cardi was put on the remix to finesse, that shit to me took her to a whole nother level. I was like, oh. And yeah. she bodied it. That was she not did. Cardi, but she... we liked her in that space. Yeah, even when she did the yeah. track with Maroon 5, bro, it still mm. was a good feature. It didn't make but her she look know, you You could talk about her pen game all you want. She knows how to be a chameleon when it's time to be a chameleon Facts. and do that pop record Secure sound. That fan base. Get that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like w- when it comes to to Meg, she's not there yet. She doesn't know how to transition onto a pop record. <laughs> I think she could probably do an R and B record, but even with the even with the SZA track, SZA had to SZA had to step outside of her Def- box completely. She <laughs> didn't give that. regular SZA because I don't think Meg would have complimented at least from this project. Yeah, SZA was talking um, very fucking spicy. I was like, oh, yeah, shit. And fast. That's she was almost rapping. Yeah. SZA, yeah. SZA did her thing on so that record. SZA that tells me that SZA tried, probably tried to do her jammy and was like, this ain't going to work. Right. So I got to step out of my comfort right. zone to make this record but work. It worked. Right. It, it yeah. worked. But this is it why. Did work. It, it did work. This is why. And when we come back to the fundamentals of it, why I mean we could have this debate all the time too, but why Nikki is to me still the nicest one out of all of them because of the mm. fact that she could be more versatile. Like Nikki sounds good. Like I ain't gonna say every Nikki verse is, is hot is hot lava, but the most Nikki, Nikki most fuck, of them verses. Most of them most features of, and shit. Especially like, them features. Yeah. She like, Nikki is a mastermind. At going on a woman's or a man's song as a feature and letting us know before we hear it, I came to shit on this nigga or this chick. Well, yeah, I think also that's Nikki, what she does. Besides the fact that Nikki is a Nikki has some um, like a little bit of capability of singing as well. Yeah. Um, in terms of an all around artist, in terms of you hear a Nikki project, there's a little bit of everything. It's just that Nikki has been in the game so long. That right, she stopped polished. wowing us, so yeah. you know. I think is that and and Nikki's ability to put albums together has decreased. Mm. Like the cohesiveness, 
cohesiveness of her albums are no longer what they used to be. Like Pink Print and Pink Friday, they were cohesive. And then, you know, you get to Queen and and Queen was a little less cohesive in in that light. So I just I think I think it we're basing it off of the bodies of work that we have been introduced to introduced to as of right now. Yeah, you you gotta say Nikki is the queen. You can't you can't argue it right now. Cardi, if Cardi comes out with a second album and it's fire, then she's back in the conversation between the two of them. Even though she has less bodies of work, it's like Cardi has a mystique around her that just already put her yeah. like in that conversation with Nikki. Yeah. But if Cardi's second project doesn't do that well, Damn. I'm gonna say that that Nikki is solidified as the queen for this generation of hip-hop women. I agree. Sure. That's why Cardi's second project is probably on stall because they're like, the project they trying has to, figure to it be out. better mm-hmm. than the first one or at least on, at the same level as the first one. And I yeah. think... And WAP is not doing it, y'all. I'm sorry. WAP was, was a moment. Yeah. But and WAP is not... Over, yeah. yeah, WAP is not that type of song that could carry a project. No. It's not. No, no. It's not. Um. So... We all know, we all know what happened Thursday. Yeah. We all, <laughs> we all know, we got to talk about Jeezy and Gucci. How did y'all feel watching that? That versus? was probably <laughs> the most prolific verses of 2020 for everything that it I represented. I would have to agree. For every, uh, verses it, in general, yeah. even though verses is only a 2020 yeah. thing. Yeah. Verses in general, this one was the one. It wasn't Not a, the just numbers music. itself. The numbers it wasn't just music. Yeah, the numbers spoke for itself. And and not musically, because both of these artists for me, yeah, musically aren't my favorite verses. Oh, yeah. Well, well, yeah, well, I don't even think that was really the point. I think the point was can these men actually do this versus? Fuck the music. Can they actually be in the same room and do it? Yo, for, because for trap thought, culture? For sure. Yeah. Cause I thought. When they stalled for like how long was this? The stall was like what forty minutes. It was an hour. It was an they hour. Didn't come on until like I, nine o'clock. I thought they were gonna cancel, and then when it happened, when that first disc record got played, I said, "Oh, we know what round one. We know what's going on after this." We, when round one got when when round one got played, I got nervous. <laughs> I was I, I was in the same boat. <laughs> I was like, hold on. Was this like, shit oh. getting sketchy no. fast. But but even before that, first of all, I don't know who made the call to have Stacey Abrams come on, but this was not the verses no. to have Stacey nah, Abrams come on nah. and give a fucking voting whatever. If they wanted to do that before Gucci and Jeezy, because I know the, the, the races are coming up for the Senate seats, so they trying to, you know what I mean, set that situation up. But y'all should have had Stacey come on before Jeezy and Gucci came on because ignorant ass Gucci, first thing out of his mouth was, can you get my record wiped clean? And I'm like, yo, after that, that's when I got nervous for the first time. I was like, I don't know how this going to go. Gucci, Gucci ain't the Gucci we seen in the last three yeah, years. This yeah, is, yeah. This for is the, a different you Gucci. You know what's funny about it? For the first time, for a while, I thought Gucci was a clone. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I was like, this ain't the same Gucci. 
These niggas done <laughs> fucked my nigga up. But last night, that was Gucci. If you if you ain't no Gucci, you got a calm reminder last night. That nigga was on stage and present as motherfucker. He like, was on I was one. Like, yeah, this he nigga was on is. One. I'm like, maybe maybe he really toned down and he got some media training, or he was on probation or some shit that made him just be like, ah, right, I won't be nice <laughs> to these white people. But last night, that nigga, I was just like, I mean, not last night, or Thursday night, I was just like, yeah, that is Gucci. That yeah, nigga, um, he came I to think play. I think within the music and within what we were hearing, you know, what I mean, not just the songs, but them talking in between with all the shit that was happening. That versus was a coming of age story. Mm-hmm. That's really what it was. That versus was, oh, you still ten years in in the past. Well, let me speed you up to what the fuck going on. That's what that shit was. That that was a reality check to let to, you know, to I, let I, niggas know. I wrote one at. of my my threads to this. Yeah. And that was a win for black culture in general. Facts. Like that was a huge win for black culture because there's a lot of street niggas right now that mm-hmm. have the example now. Yeah. You can look to Gucci and Jeezy and know what happened between them and for those who don't know, um, Gucci's camp apparently took Jeezy's chain and Jeezy put a, a bounty out, basically said, whoever could get my chain back, I'm going to pay you. One of Jeezy's men said, heard, did a home invasion on Gucci and Gucci shot that man dead in self-defense. So that's where the bad blood comes from. It's a little bit more detailed than that. But I'm not trying to get too involved with the street shit. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the story as to why there's bad blood between the two of them. Right. And so in that light, especially with what's been going on in the last two weeks with all the shootings and killings that's been going yeah. on in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the example of how to put some of this shit to rest. I know they had 15 years to get over it and mm. 15 years, but clearly... Gucci wasn't nah, over. He ain't letting it go. Clearly Gucci not. came in there. <laughs> Gucci came in there ready to go. Round one shot off, and I was like, "Damn, this, this is uh, the part. <laughs> this ain't going." The part the that way was I crazy. It was. And I don't even want to say it, but basically, come dig up your dead home. I was like, "We going to another place." Yeah, with disrespect. And I, and sent, Send some more of them, and I'll send them back to you in a box, nice and pretty. Yo, I was like, yes. oh man, Gucci, Gucci was. You know what's funny about it though? What what I what I absolutely love about that whole night, and what I respected so much, and it's, and it, it comes down to show you, like, not you don't gotta always match a nigga's energy. You feel what I mean? Like, 100%. You don't always, and this, and I really hope that's a quotable. A lot that's of, a quotable, y'all. D Flow said it first. You ain't always gotta match a nigga energy. No, nah, you don't always got to match a nigga's mm. energy. Like, I I think what Jeezy did, Jeezy used this opportunity, and I love it because it shows it's not that Gucci isn't mature enough for it. It's just that sometimes you got to show a nigga, like, yo, like, we on some different shit now, bro. Like, we don't always got to go that path. Like, if we want to be examples, nigga, we got to set the fucking example. We just can't talk about it. And the it. way he worded it was perfect, perfect because it wasn't on some, like, oh, he pussy type shit. 
And it wasn't on some, yo, I'm trying to preach down to you either. Like, I'm better than you. You need to rise up to me. Because that both of those versions of that conversation go left. It was me and you are the example. So let's use this moment to teach the other. You see what's happening to these young cats. And then he started naming their names. Yep. Let's use the moment. Like, we could we could do this shit if you want, but we have a moment in front of us right now and we could take advantage of it. So what you feeling to do? And even though Gucci probably was battling with old Gucci, Gucci got quiet and listened and was like, all right, cool. Facts. And but and I respect that. That's from what both I respected them. the most right there, because rather than being ignorant, not even ignorant, but rather than being a knucklehead. And proceeding yeah. to to be to continue taking things to the next level, he heard what Jeezy said, accepted right. it, and for a hot second realized like nigga, we millionaires, like we have influence. We don't always gotta be on that but, bullshit. And he did the the most respectable thing and just was like, let's keep it pushing, because we here to entertain. Facts and that like and that and that's. That's the most you can that's say at that point you, in time. Cause that's it. At the end of the day, a nigga did send people and and the nigga tried potentially tried to take yeah, your life. Yeah. I don't know how to I don't know how the whole how it got to homie dying, but if you listen to the myth of it or the or the the street legend, you know what I mean? Homie went in there, guns ablaze, and got taken out. So it's like if I'm Gucci. I may not be over that, and I'm I'm not mad at Gucci for not being over that. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it was years ago. Both of them was on some different type of time, and they both made it out. So now what do you want to do? Do you want to be the millionaires that are teaching the younger generation that it don't matter how much money, it don't matter how successful, we can have the baddest women that we want, but we still going to be on this street beef? Or are we going to teach Atlanta at this moment in time Yo, put all that shit to the side. We got to do better. Right. That's it. And they chose the latter. And I respect it. I fucking love that, bro. Like, that shit for me, like, seeing it, I was just like, you know what? This is what being a grown man is about. Like, we got bigger shit to worry about, my nigga. Like, fuck all that extra shit. Like. Yeah. And for that, that will always be one of the most Big fat. Top three, for sure. And we need that that from the the fucking overheads, bro. Like, this is what we need from the from the yeah, older heads, like, the older these are the guys that paved the way for it, yeah. and I think that's why all, everybody within that realm, all of the older heads, are just like, nah, this is what. There's a bunch of young niggas talking about, oh, Jeezy pussy, look at this nigga over here, like, how dare you? I'm just like, yeah, yeah. yo, like y'all niggas. X, 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 you saw the shit I was sending you about you know who that we friends with on Facebook. I was yeah, like, but Whoa. see, but that's okay. the thing that 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 kind of tells okay. me the generational gap in not in terms of this generation is different from another, but that just tells me the maturity gap rather. Because I looked at that whole situation mm. and I know I looked at it different than a twenty year old. You know what I'm saying? A twenty oh, year yeah, old is probably sure. was one probably jumping on like. Hyped that Jeezy was on the type of time he was on. I mean, right. t- the Gucci, the type of time Gucci was on. And I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. sitting there and I'm like, the whole time I'm like, yo, I respect this nigga Jeezy. That's I'm it. growing respect for Jeezy. And I'm looking at Gucci like, yo, calm down, my nigga. Like, Facts. y'all are on live. You got to you gotta switch it up. I understand. But you, you chose to do the verses. So you must have felt, 
you know what I mean, well enough to do that. So you got to take the temperature down. And I know that for a lot of other people, especially younger people, they probably looking at it opposite. Like, oh, this nigga Jeezy pussy. He not do he not really this. He gonna let this nigga diss him. He not gonna play no diss records. You, you see, but, like one of the things that I—that's why I said I also commended Gucci because once he saw where Jeezy's energy was, he toned that shit down too. Right. You feel me? Because as a grown uh-huh. man, mm-hmm. if another nigga is telling you like my nigga, we passed that, bro. Like, let's push it. Let's keep it pushing, my nigga. Like, recognize where we are. Recognize the position that you're in. And I think mm-hmm. that's why. Mm-hmm. Gucci calmed down because at the end of the day, you have this nigga telling like, nigga, look at where we at. We ain't out right. here fending magic. Like we in fucking Magic City, nigga. Facts. We lock the whole shit down. The whole just shit for down. a versus. Strippers in the background. Fuck is you talking about? Facts. Like right. we are the culture, my nigga. Like don't forget that. Like these niggas is watching us. Like people are taking. These people are coming to us now because they're like, yo, y'all are the OGs. Yeah. So Now, in terms of the, the verses, I'm going to say that, in my opinion, Jeezy won that. Yeah, Jeezy won that for Jeezy. sure. Oh, yeah. Jeezy won that by a landslide. <laughs> Jeezy had way about? more slaps than, than Gucci. And Jeezy, and Jeezy is a better lyricist than, yeah. than Gucci. Yeah, on, like I saw on. people try to make it uh-huh. seem like there was a... And I guess, you know, some Atlanta niggas will disagree with us, but... There was some records too that most niggas didn't even fucking yeah. know. Granted, That's Gucci left Gucci. out a couple of his hits. Though. Gucci like, left out damn. like a good three or four of his bigger hits, like Freaky Girl and all those records he left out. Mm-hmm. So those are yeah. like his radio hits. Meanwhile, Jeezy mm. played his bangers. Jeezy and, played and, his bangers. And Gucci was going there trying to be a battle rapper with the diss records, mm-hmm. and I, I guess, I guess he mm. was trying to prove a point with that. Which in the beginning, I think. That first round to me went to Gucci. That first record, the way it rung off, I was like, oh, this might yeah. be a long night for Jeezy if this is the type <laughs> yeah. of time Gucci on. <laughs> but then when Gucci started to get into his his real big records, it was like, nah, Gucci, it's over. It's over. Speaking yeah. of it's over, some people, oh, well, who do you, you, you we all think that, that Jeezy won that. Um, a lot of yeah. people are saying they think it's over for Kevin Hart. He released a, a new comedy special this Definitely weekend. saw that. I watched it. Um, how'd you feel about it? I didn't watch it. Um, didn't did you hear it. anything about it, D? Yeah, I did. I heard. I heard. I, I heard more mixed reviews than anything. But the reviews I heard was on the downside. Like it's over. One person said that nigga was never really funny. I was like, I seen a lot really of that funny? too. Mm, I think that's a. I think that's a stretch. Never really funny is a stretch, but. Um, I can hear them say, you know, you know, m- maybe he needs to hang it up. How'd you feel about it, Flo? Mm. I, I liked it. It was cool. I liked it too. I liked it. It was cool. I liked it. I'm I, I'm not ashamed yeah, to say I liked it. it. I laughed through the whole shit. I, there was there was <laughs> definitely there was definitely I ain't gonna say I laughed through the whole thing, but I had a few little a few good balahos, like a, a few good I'm not, I'm not saying that like every joke hit, because every joke did not hit. You can tell, you can tell that there is a difference from laugh at my pain, Kevin Hart. You can definitely tell. The 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 same like oomph is not there. But I also feel like this was an experiment. This I was a quarantine was. experiment. I definitely agree with that. 
Like, so I mm-hmm. I grade it differently. I don't mm-hmm. look at it and think this was his big production. Like, yo, this standup is going to be one to put me back on the top of the funny list. I look at it and I'm like, this was a, yo, everybody's kind of experimenting with this quarantine shit. Let me see what I can do. So you I'm know what I'm saying? And uh, he, had, he had some slaps yeah, on there, though. It was definitely, he, he went the Dave Chappelle route. He went a little bit more dark humor on this one. Um... He kept it. He was much more intimate. He had, he told a, a bit more of intimate stuff, but more family, more jokes. family jokes. Um, and for me, it it's cool. Like it it's from the time I saw the vibe of it, from the way it was set up, I'm like, okay, I I already understood where this was going. So I'm just like, yeah. you know what? When I watched it, it wasn't a bad watch. So when I saw the reviews on it, I'm just like. Are people really just are people really just off the Kevin Hart bandwagon now? Is that what's happening? I think right that's now? what it is. So I'm just like they, they they want. I think they want Kevin Hart to fail so bad. Yeah, I think I think that's what yeah, it is. But but they always yeah. have like a lot of people. Yo, bro, a lot of people don't like a lot of people that become successful. What? And that's once the you truth, become the bro? top man in the game, I, right? It's they a want they want to see you fail. It's really. Is really you are the hero until they they make you into the villain. That's a fact. Like it's really that, right? Bat, it, it's a Batman. Yeah, it's yeah. a Batman story. It's like a Batman you can't story. be at the top too long because if you don't have some form of competition that's like close to you or something like that, when you're the it dude, they really want to tear you down. And it's kind of crazy to me because Kevin hasn't really done anything. He's been caught in cheating scandals. Okay, uh, that's his. Mm-hmm. That's that man's personal he, life, though. Hmm. And he did his best personally and publicly to not only clear his name, but to also let people know, yo, I actually fucked up. I want to take ownership of it. When Kevin Hart released last year, Kevin Hart presents Don't Fuck This Up. I was like, oh, this nigga's letting you know that he's human. human. And and that's the thing that I respect. It's like, yo, all right, how did you respond? This goes back to our conversation last week about responding to mistakes. How did he respond to the mistake? Yeah. And the way he responded to the mistake is he's, he he took ownership of it. was very it. good. He said, yo, I fucked up. He did. I did this. I did that. And blah, blah, blah. I so said this. So now he's on the trajectory of being good. And it's like, y'all don't want, y'all don't give a fuck. Y'all want him to be, excuse me. Y'all want him to be bad. So I what's agree. to stop him to being like, yo, fuck it. I'm just going to keep doing mm-hmm. stupid, fucked up shit. No, nah, because it, it plays into the narrative that. Hence why the, the name of his shit was Zero Fucks Given. White people, even our black people, bro. They always expect drama. But the thing is, the white people like his shit now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. mostly black people that I see trying to tear him down and say he's no longer funny. And, oh, he's in a different tax bracket and all of this, that, and the third. And everybody's uh, humor is different. But I never, I never understood. Kevin is still the same comedian. I never <laughs> understood changed. that principle amongst our people, yo. That sellout, that sellout word. That, oh, you selling out. I'm like, yo, if I bake fucking cookies and I a start- sellout is Terry Crews. <laughs> yeah, Terry, but you see, Terry Crews is a sellout. But you see, there's a difference though. Like when I <laughs> nice. think people be saying, exactly, like, people are like, yo, Kevin Hart is a sellout, and I'm just like, how was he a sellout? Because he realized what market to adapt to, and what, and it wasn't even that his 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 fame right. put him in that trajectory. Yeah, so you didn't want him to adapt. Because them same jokes that he was doing 
when he was a Philly stand-up comedian ain't gonna rock when you see what happened with the Grammys. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that he was right with what he wrote, um, mm. or or that it was funny or not. I'm it wasn't funny to me. But what I'm saying is the gritty jokes that we kind of laugh at and know where he's coming from and understand it. Sure, but we, we tell, know we, 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 tell have, we understand it because we've all been there. You can't do that when all of a sudden you're on Forbes, you're on GQ, and your audience now yeah. is a box office mm-hmm. audience of you being paired with The Rock. Mm-hmm. The Rock's audience isn't black. <laughs> and and black people champion the rock to where he is. That's yeah. a fact. And it's like he can't he can't do nothing but yeah. what Samoan movies? No, the nigga has an audience that's, that's greater, is yeah. is Caucasian and he has to kind of cater to it. I'm but not mad see, at you for I that. Saw, I saw a dude wrote this up on, on Facebook over the weekend. He's just like, yo, why can't Kevin be more like Dave Chappelle and da 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 da? I'm just like He's like, oh, this is why people don't fuck wow. with Kevin Hart no more because wow. he lacks the realness that Dave has. And I'm like, Dave Chappelle has never changed the way he does comedy, but <laughs> as always, they branded him as the rebel and he embraced that. And it worked. Thank God. And it worked. And the white people like and him. He's, his audience like is still white. That's a fact. <laughs> his audience is white. He has a white audience. But you see, they can only have one black man doing that. You can't have a bunch of niggas doing that. Like, sadly, and, and, not enough and Kevin, history. Kevin's, mm-hmm. Kevin's comedy was never that rebel. It was always slapstick humor. That's it. So with, with Dave Chappelle, he, he came out. Mm-hmm. Chappelle's show was I'm the rebel. I'm going to say nigger on national TV. I'm going to have white people in blackface. I'm going to be in blackface. I'm going to say shit, and y'all niggas either going to be mad or you're going to laugh. That's it. And that's that's, that's Dave it. Chappelle's whole fucking brand. That's it. That's point Kevin Hart period. didn't do that. I don't know <laughs> why people have an issue with it, because people still love Eddie Murphy. They still love Martin Lawrence. And I'm just like, Kevin is mm. kind of just mm. like them. Minus just the fact that successful. he just dresses up. Like, <laughs> Kevin Hart just does him. He doesn't do dress up. Right. So I'm he just like, yeah, why don't never, y'all like Kevin, but y'all right. love yeah, Eddie do and Martin? I never, I can't comprehend it. Every decade. And Martin, hmm? Martin definitely ain't funny no more. Nah. Last couple of tours that he yeah, did, like, it's like maybe three jokes like, out of the whole joint that's funny. Nah. Outside of Will, Kevin is your next best option. That's a fact. So I'm just like. And Will is a family man a now. Family he don't man, really even do we, those type yeah. of. <laughs> but if Will Will did his stand up, and it was cool. When you watch his little documentary, he did a whole stand up thing, and it was cool. But what would be the difference if Will did stand up? What what jokes mm-hmm. would be different? It would be a similar punchline, similar setups. Like and y'all would love it, and people y'all would love, would love that. Shit. Shit. So I'm it just would. like, he's why? What man. is our issue with Kevin? Is it the fact that he's not surrounded by drama? That's it. They want they want him to fail. They want him to fail. Um, they want nah, they want this short little man bro. to fail. That's really what it is. They want this nigga to fail. They want the controversy. They want to know that damn like I can't believe this nigga survived that fucking car accident he was in. Damn, I can't believe this nigga actually still is married to his wife after being publicly outed. Um, I can't believe this nigga said what he said about the Oscars and he's still here. 
Why can't this, this nigga, nigga be stopped? Because he's learning and growing. Special, bro. And he's the taking accountability for his dumb. actions. Loki called like, his daughter a thot. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, it's it's a funny special. I don't want to so give away shit. too many of the jokes, but it's a funny special. It's if you like Kevin Hart, you're gonna like this special. Yeah, is I it a blow? It. Is it his best special? Absolutely not. Oh, no, no, no. It, 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 it might be one one. of his, it might be his least. It, it might be like his least best out of out of all of his specials, but it's still a good, enjoyable special. Yeah. It's still something that. If you want to gather the family around right. on Thanksgiving and have everybody watch it, you could watch that I and it'll be hilarious. Also, think about it like this for the can't people wait. who are listening yeah, can't with wait the to Kevin Hart it. stuff right now. This was his least promoted special. Like at all. Like and this, it still did and it still did good. Like this what it's not like he did this big major campaign to promote this special. Like I didn't even know the special was coming out till I saw it on Netflix Friday night. The same thing with me. I was on Netflix. I'm like, oh, I'm about to watch tonight. And I mm. saw that shit. I'm just like, well, hold on. Kevin got a new joint. I was like, I'm watching this shit. So clean. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. I was I was like, all right, I got some food. I'm like, all right, let me sit down and watch some shit with this this plate of food. And then I was like, oh, Kevin Hart, say that. Say that. I'm That's on the shit. shit I was on. But yeah, I I don't know, man. Um so Andrew from Insecure, that is the Filipino guy. Um, he has shout a, out to Andrew, a black girlfriend. Now that is not the topic of discussion. Congratulations mm. to that man for bagging him a Nubian okay. queen. However, mm-hmm. what I do think we should talk hey. about is the fact that whenever we see our black women go outside their race it's celebrated uh, or, or do you guys think that it's celebrated and when men do it black men is always demonized because i'm starting to see a trend it's always yeah yeah it's always it's always demonized this is a this is a great topic ladies and gentlemen <laughs> gentlemen welcome back to dad has and botas um so i think deep down inside Deep down inside, when black women say, I just want to be with a black man, that is a conditional statement. That's it a hot comes take. With, what, what you getting at? Um, um, yeah. So what I'm getting at is there's certain extremities, I believe, that a black woman will not go for for a black man as much as she says She'll live for the black man. She'll die for the black man. She's in in the trenches. She's at the marches. She's wherever uh, he needs her to be at. But deep down inside, that's just based on where she believes that black man is in her life versus somebody else that's outside of her race. It don't matter where that motherfucker's at. She's going to do her best to meet him where he's at. But a black man always got to get his shit together. Black man always got to make sure he's on point. The white man, the Filipino man, the Asian man, nah, I, I'm gonna settle faster with somebody outside of my race versus actually trying to build this with my black man. I, I kind of feel there. like there is there is some credence to that. I also do feel like there's a lot of black men. If if you're a black <laughs> woman that only dates black men, there's a lot of black men. Apparently, not apparently, it, it, it is a thing that treat black women terribly. And so I do feel like 
when you go through that a couple of times, you, okay. I guess, start to feel you. You start to feel as if black men aren't worth the the trouble of all the things that you have. You feel you take on. Um, but I think that that conversation is just one of those back and forth things because there's some things um, on the black women's side that I just don't think men go on social media. There's some uh, some men do. I'm not saying that they don't. But the men that I know, for the most part, they don't highlight their their women's flaws. They don't they don't go out on social media right. and be like, yo, all In black women are trash. Capacity. I have seen it. So I'm not discrediting that. But most of the black men that I know don't right. do that. Um, I have personal female friends that have consistently said to me, black men ain't shit. And it's like, you're talking to a black man that you know is not shit. So I, I, I'm, I don't really, I really know I what I'm supposed you're to say here. To me when you say that. this really quick, bro, and I, and I keep it short and simple. It doesn't matter what race or ethnicity you date. That person's upbringing determines how that person is going to treat you. If you did, if you date a white girl from the hood, mm. you're going to just get a hood ass white girl. Hood ass Spanish girl. That's a fact. Hood ass Indian girl. Or, or, or racist or ass racist white girl. Ass. Like it a doesn't matter what scary in my head. Date, it all depends on that person upbringing and their principles and values. How about that? You don't want to date a trash ass dude. Don't date a trash ass dude that you know have circumstances for him to put you in that predicament. A lot of women want to date men with significant trauma. You want to date hood. Hood boy Johnny. Oh, this nigga is potted. That 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 <laughs> fucking sells drugs on the block, was raised in a certain type of predicament, that had a dad that went to jail, that had a mom that was doing trash shit, and then expect him who wasn't brought up properly to come and treat you like a new being queen when he himself doesn't know how to be treated like a king in the fucking first place. That's a fact. And that's a mental yeah, illness. That's a mental they, illness that the black put, woman has like, been suffering you, from since God listen, knows when. Shaniqua, <laughs> and I, I hate to use this word, and I hate to call that name because at the end of it, I'm being stereotypical, but at the same time, Shaniqua, don't date Dwayne from fucking <laughs> the projects from Apartment 19C because he's cute. If you want to... Let's take it a step further. Mm-hmm. We, we, we talk about don't save her, she don't want to be saved. Don't save that nigga. Facts. <laughs> right. Don't save him. Okay. He does not want to be saved. Facts. He just wants to clap cheeks. That's all right. It. That's what happens to most of y'all females. Y'all end up yeah. dating with a dude. Yeah. And I'm talking for my black women that come from this urban environment because we have to specify the, the area that we're in. Most black women from urban cities tend to get caught up right. with dudes that they know. Uh huh. Aren't, yo, if you dating a hood nigga and you, he tells you the type of shit he's on, the nigga tells you, you see it on his The nigga asks media. you to hold the gun he for him. He asks you to hold the gun. He asks you, he asks you to help sell. He asks you he to asks buy you his to help sell He asks you to that sell that You know what type of timing he on. Why do you think he's going to treat you mm-hmm. so much differently? If you want a different experience, date outside your box. And you, young you, newbie and queen, and the, uh, to all our friends out there, 
You yourself, you know your trauma. And this is where therapy comes in. Because then when you do find that guy that you think is nice and that isn't used to that, you come and you bring your trauma to him now. Not everybody's trying to tolerate that baby girl. So when you... Right, and then... And to go back to distinguish this point, because this is where I see where you was coming from. This is where I do feel like Mm-hmm. The black corny guy or quote unquote corny guy gets dismissed quicker than the mm-hmm. Filipino corny guy Big or the fact. white corny guy. 100% The white fact. corny yeah. guy could be corny. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, it, Thomas is just corny and the black woman will accept that from him more so because, yeah. than a black right. guy who's corny and it'd be like, man, that nigga's corny. I'm not dealing with no corny ass nigga. Now, that's just from my experience of what I've seen. I'm not stereotyping all black women to be like that, but I have seen that. I've seen, like you said, Shaniqua go to a Thomas, and Thomas is wild corny. Thomas is fucking straight from the boondocks, and he's into dark meat. And it's like, okay, cool. But when a black dude produced him, presented himself as a Thomas, this nigga corny and he's basic and he's boring and I don't want to deal with it. And I've seen that happen. So that's where what the stings mm-hmm. were saying holds a yeah. lot of credence. That's a yeah, that's think, a condition though. That's a that's a very yeah, that's that's a condition. Hence that's what hence that's what I said earlier. I said it's a condition that they have. Yeah. And it's you the same I mean? thing that black men do too. Yeah, black men definitely do the same thing, I think. Cuz a black just, man will will deal with a, a ratchet quote unquote exotic chick more so than he will deal with a quote unquote ratchet black chick. You know what's funny? He'll about take it? the exotic Brazilian you, uh, chick calling him uh, mm-hmm. poppy, fuck you, da 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 da, ready to throw right. a hot pan of boiling water on him. But if a black chick is out, she crazy, she this, she that. Do you think? Do you think entertainment has caused this for us though? I was just Within bro. I community? was just thinking that music. I think like the music now for black women holds a bigger stereotype of a lifestyle that they want or that they believe a man, a black man should a black man. I was not going to say a man because a black man, right. I a feel man, like yeah, black man, a shorty would date a white boy that makes the same amount of money, but because they have this mentality that white people are simplistic mm-hmm. to begin with. So yeah, they would accept the fact that he's minimalistic. They would accept and he comes out with chucks, yep. dirty chucks, dirty chucks, and right. fucking and a, <laughs> the same, same pair of same pants, pair of every, pants day. every day, fucking day. wearing a t-shirt. Every they day. accept that. They accept that he pulls up in his mm-hmm. little hoopty. They accept that. They accept yeah. that he only eats vegan food, or if he only eats yeah. these organic fruits. They accept and that. And he works, and he works at a startup company. Facts. Or the nigga might work a regular mm-hmm. office job. The nigga could work at Whole Foods, bro. I was about to say, or the nigga could work for his family. Or work for his family. And, right, and he, the family business, there's a, you know what I mean? Listen, there's a difference that I've seen in terms of bias when it's like, yo, I work for my family and I'm a black guy versus I work yo, for my family and I'm a white that guy. That is a fact because a white boy would definitely come and be like, yeah, I work for my dad. He has a construction company, you know, like we do what we got to yeah. do. And niggas would just be like, oh, okay. oh, word, word, oh, word. That's facts, boy. That's facts. Lives in his parents' basement the whole nine yards. Let a and black that's okay come. too. Let a black man come be like, yeah, me and my pops, you know, my pops got a construction business. You still you with me? your dad? You still with your you still dad? With your, you parents? with your dad? 
Yo, oh, get a man. real job, my nigga. We are snapping today nigga on the potty. Makes 45k <laughs> a year working with his pops and lives in his own apartment, but still gets clowned because he works with his pops. Meanwhile, Jonathan yeah. works with his dad, makes the same amount of money with his dad, and it's okay. Oh, you wait, your dad has this company. Wow, like your parent, your your family's company would have to be like OD. Like a, it's gotta be a, a, a multi million dollar, dollar shit. and that's the only way they're gonna be like, oh word, oh yeah, that's nice. Like hence why, hence why I always say, when it comes to a black woman and a black man, money was money's always gonna be held over that nigga's head, regardless of whatever the fuck. Because if it sounds like it could be making more and it's not, she gonna be looking at this nigga like he's just potential. You know, black women love to throw throw around the word potential. This nigga got potential. I don't marry and I don't date potential. Okay, Sharon. Oh, all right. I mean, I, I feel like black women get to that point once they've been scorned a couple yeah. times from trying to save a nigga. They don't want to admit. Trying to save a nigga. They don't want to admit that they just got to change their type. The minute they realize mm. that they got to change their type, and I'm not talking about changing your type to go to a whole nother race. I'm just talking about change your mm. expectations. In of men, right. Yeah, change your expectations. And, and listen... The 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 nigga that's not corny can also be spicy and not boring and not yeah. all of those things. It's just that he may not yoke you up. He may not get in your face in an argument. And if that's what you consider spice, and I'm saying this for a reason because I've had conversations with certain women and they be like, yeah, I need my nigga to put me in my place and I need him to yoke me up and I need him huh. to, to yell at me when I'm in the wrong or da 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 if that is what you're expecting and, and that's why you don't date a, a quote-unquote certain type of black man that is not doing certain things or not giving you certain types of spice that you want, then that's called, like D-Flo said, that's called trauma. And yeah. you need to you need to work through that before you get into the dating field. And mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's just the reality of the situation. But this whole conversation is stemming from... because. I know some black women may feel like we are attacking them. It's not that at all. But it's stemming from the fact that whenever, like when Jeezy and Jeannie came out, niggas was killing Jeezy. Destroying that man. As soon as I, anytime I see on any of the blogs when they show a a black woman with a white, besides the only one that they killed was Kamala Harris. And that's because they didn't want to accept her as black for whatever reason in the first place. But Whenever I see a black woman with a white guy or a black woman with uh, another type of race, it's mm. always, I don't want to see no slander. Love sees no race. Love mm. is beautiful. Mm. But that, let it be a black man. The moment Childish Gambino was was realized to have had a white wife, yeah, niggas was, was going in nigga. on yeah, him. It was trying to, it was trying to this, kill that nigga, Donald. This is the nigga that made This Is America? And I'm like... Oh no, man! The hypocrisy is the killing hypocrisy me. Is real. Yo, I, so listen, man. That's really what that is, right there. I, I'm gonna say this before we move on. Would me personally date a white woman? I don't know. And if I do date a white woman, if I was in a predicament, if I was a single man and I dated a white woman, it wouldn't be because I don't want to date another black woman. It will simply be because that person just matched the vibe I was looking for in that time relatability that's it damn that's relatability i'm about to say a real thing (laughs) 
This is the final episode of the season. I think D-Flow just woke something up in me. A part of me is trying to refrain from fully going into, I had to really go in my brain the other day, fully going into my past of dealing, and I've never said anything about it really publicly, my interactions with white women. Because mm. I know, I know people are going to look at me very differently from what I have to say. Me being, you know, political distinguished act, they're going to be like, I, I knew it. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, they're gonna be like, I, I knew it. I'm about to say a true thing. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> a lot of black men have, have had situations with white women. I'm going to just, right. <laughs> like, let's keep it a stack. Like, if, if the nigga went to college and he went to an all white college, there was a white girl that showed interest in, in him. Now, the conversation really is, what is your purpose, like D-Flow said, in mm-hmm. dating or dealing or wanting to deal mm. with someone outside of your race? Are you mm. doing it because you think white is some form of status or you think, mm. quote unquote, exotic is some form of status? Then you need to work through some self-hatred trauma. If you're doing it because you just end up relating with somebody who is outside of your race, like, I'm not judging nobody for that. I'm right. sorry. I'm, I don't have right. no... I'm not going to be in your business because you... You went somewhere, you vibed with somebody, y'all had mm-hmm. great conversation, y'all had a lot in common, and they just so happened to be of Hispanic descent, they just so happened to be of Asian descent, whatever have you. Like, that to me is foolish, and I think that's silly, and I think it's ridiculous when I see that happen. When, when I see people automatically come at Jeezy, Kamala Harris, or anybody else, it's like, Y'all don't know how these people met, what made them fall in love, and why they're together. Now, if you have evidence that Jeezy is dating Jeannie because he's saying fuck black women, I think that every everybody outside of it is is popping. Then you need to present that. If it's not that, then y'all need to just shut up and mind your business because that's just straight ignorance. Yeah, and I, I will say this: if I'm single and I move, what? Let's just throw this out there. If I move upstate New York tomorrow and I'm working at a job where there's no other black woman in this job, but me and Susan hit it off, am I really choosing to not date a black woman or I'm really just dating who is around me because that's the circumstance? You can't help who you fall in love you with. Can't, you can't help I don't, that. I don't get that. Like, if you, and I, and I, and I said it earlier, us mm-hmm. black people within the urban community, our level of trauma is different. So a lot of times when we meet another black person, they've probably been through some level of trauma themselves. And two traumas just don't work. We both have negative shit happening in our lives. A lot of times that ends up in what? Toxic relationships. Amen. So do you blame- And if you're not aware or willing to fix that, that's it how we go down these toxic worlds where you have these extremely toxic relationships. Shit don't work. Now, a lot of times these women or these men, they move and they end up in these more suburban neighborhoods. Now you meet a Catherine or whoever the fuck that woman is or, or person is that has significantly less trauma that doesn't stress you out or present an issue for you in your life. They bring clarity and stability 
What's wrong if that's what you're seeking? Yeah, and I think, again, it comes down to your reasoning. If you, you're trying to date outside your race because you think somehow outside your race is better than inside your race, you have an issue. If you just so happen to come across someone who's dope who is outside of your race, it is what it is. And I also think that in terms of preference, for me personally, I love my black Nubian queens. Like that, I know that there is a relatability factor there that most likely cannot be matched by somebody outside of it based off of my feelings about blackness. However, that doesn't mean that, again, if somebody, if I, like you said, if I moved upstate and there's there's a hundred white women and no black women, and I've hit it off with one of the white women, I'm going to be like, nah, I can't because you white. Like, that. that's not going to be the case. My preference, my first pre- preference, give me a black queen. That's my preference. That's me. <laughs> give me a black queen. Like, if I could build a, a chick right now, she is going to be a Nubian queen, and she is going to not have trauma, and we're going to relate on a whole bunch of different things that we relate on. That would be my preference. Um, but would I be, would I be like contrary to somebody who hits it off with somebody that's outside of the race? No, I'm not judging you off of that. And listen, ladies, what we all want as men is peace. I just gave y'all the secret right there. If y'all didn't realize that by now, y'all need to figure it out. Most men just want peace. (laughs) Like we don't want to be stressed. So at the end of the day, if you're bringing peace to your man's life, he ain't got to come home and be like, yo, my girl finna flip on me. Try That's that. It. Be your man's peace and watch how far that relationship go. Just just, just take it. And just it. take that from me. And if he doesn't deserve it, leave that nigga. Facts. If That's you're, if you're sitting there saying that nigga don't deserve peace because he's bringing me drama, then leave, then leave that, that, nigga. that nigga. That nigga's right not there. for you. <laughs> he's not for you. Facts. You need Facts. to be able to give somebody peace and they need to be giving it right Facts. back. We just gave you um, some big gems right there. I hope y'all, I hope y'all, as simple as it sounds, these are all the facts. Big gems. Um, let's talk a little bit about Summer Walker. Summer Walker is pregnant. Congratulations. I mean, we don't. Who's the um? Who's the who's the father? We know who the father is. It's London on the track, bro. Who's man is this, bro? <laughs> I I know why the state was saying why, that. But damn, bro! Like they, she posted a picture. So with let's the nigga. <laughs> let's remove this from Summer. Because we love Summer and Summer is sensitive. Uh, she's sensitive. So I don't, I'm removing this conversation from Summer in case she ever comes across this audio. Congrats, <laughs> Again, Summer. We love Congrats you. Congrats to you and your unborn <laughs> child. Now, to distinguish this point, though, what, I guess, what is it that you can expect when you are in a situation where the relationship that you are in is volatile to some extent and you find yourself potentially having a child or even like buying a, 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 a house or something together. Like, what is it that that you can possibly expect except for problems, I guess, is how I look at it. The next the next step. Unfortunately, coming from a marriage officiant. In this next 
phase of this young lady's life. We took it off summer. We're not okay. talking about summer. <laughs> okay. Um, somebody like summer would be getting pregnant to then get married to get a crib because the other way of just getting pregnant and just having that man as boyfriend, baby, daddy, number one, just don't make no sense. We need to see how this story is going to unfold and then come to a beautiful close. Right now, it's too early to, to, to call it um, for somebody like Summer Walker. But hey, you know, uh, to each his own. Um, I can't even really say, you know, congratulations because we don't know if this may end up being a nightmare. Like, the having a baby born is one thing. Having that baby now in another situation that as the years go on, God forbid, becomes more toxic. Niggas is going to look at her like, yo, she Cardi beat herself. Well, I can say congratulations because she's rich enough that she could take care of that life on her mm-hmm. own. But okay. again, uh-huh. I ain't talking about summer. Money Congratulations to them. <laughs> Money um, in terms of like this type of scenario, though, because I do feel like a lot of people find themselves dealing with someone who maybe because it was just a relationship or they get because it, it was just a fun thing. And then, boom, this person is pregnant. And now you're stuck to. That mm. individual who, like Flo is saying, y'all in a toxic situation already. That's it. So you're in a toxic situation, and now you have real estate in the game. You have mm. an asset in the game. You have a child, or you have a house. This, to me, and I'm not, again, I don't know their situation, so I'm not talking about them, but this, to me, just leads to more toxicity, unless yeah. there's a plan to... Yeah, there's a plan to get some therapy and switch the game up. Yep, therapy, talk about the triggers, and hopefully you come to a, a, a space in the relationship where there's a bit more understanding and a bit more wanting to compromise and not provoke each other as constantly as you might have in the past. That is the only way mm-hmm. for that level of toxicity to function it's not going to get better but it could function because at the end of the day people at this at our age people are stuck in their habits it's kind of hard to change their habits the best way is to understand what their habits are and try to be more patient with it and try to navigate in a way where you're not provoking said habits and doing that vice versa this leads into a another interesting conversation how often do y'all find yourselves being your significant other's opponent versus being their teammate? Because mm. mm. this uh, is a conversation that a lot of us ain't having, but it's the mm. reality of the uh, of of everything. Is personally, there's only one relationship that I, Henry Gray, can publicly say on this platform that I feel like I was in competition with, and I was not even trying to fucking compete. 
I, it was brought to my attention that we were in competition from said individual. And then that's when I was like, you know what? We should probably start going by real names. Because you're getting this whole shit fucked up right now. Like, and, and I don't want to be in this relationship. Sometimes we're in competition and we don't mean to be. Sometimes it's an argument, right? You end up arguing with your spouse. and uh, Technically, you're their opponent at the, that moment in time. Obviously, it depends on what type of argument or what the disagreement is. Yeah. But I think that's the key to a lot of a lot of situations, too. You got to ration out how many times are you sitting there as your significant other's teammate versus you being their opponent. Because if you're their opponent more than their teammate, that you got some issue. things to think about. Yeah, I yeah think I'm, that, a, I'm a teammate person, man. I mean, I when I was younger, I used to have that mindset. And I, I it wasn't even intentional. I think for a long time, I just had to, I was just immature to the point where it always had to make, I had to be the victor in the, in the circumstance of how things were going. And it, and that manifests in different ways. It, does. it could be slick little comments. It, it could be, you know, downplaying your, your significant other. Downplaying slick comments, the, the inferiority complex where you think you, you're more knowledgeable or you're, you're more mm-hmm. wiser in certain things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of mm-hmm. I see a lot of men do that where they underestimate their partners quite often, and it turns out mm-hmm. to backfire horribly. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of time yeah. a woman would downplay themselves for you to make you feel yeah. comfortable. Until but a lot of niggas is, about it. but a lot yeah. of niggas is really dumb in relationships with smart <laughs> women. I think a lot of men just honest, over man. over they over they that's the <laughs> word I want to use. Like they niggas is dumb. <laughs> I don't even want to say it's dumb. I just think a lot of times, a nah, lot niggas of niggas is dumb. No, no, bro, say it. Niggas is dumb. No, I'm even talking about dudes who are who have certain levels of intelligence. It's just that a lot oh, of okay. times we assume because when you meet certain women, a lot of women downplay their intelligence for us because they, yes. they want yes. us. They want us to feel, make us feel good. They want us to make us feel good. And as time they want you to feel like that head of the household that, and that leader sometimes. And then as they get yeah. comfortable and they start to realize like this this nigga is silly. And then at some point they start to show you like nah playboy <laughs> it's not the case. So um when I was younger I, I went through this process and then I started to realize like nah this chick this chick is sharper than I expect her to be. And as as you mm-hmm. get older you just start to realize certain things and then you start to realize what the issues are with your partner and by you know i'm not going to get in super detail of course because it's my personal life but one of the issues that i had was i used to think that way and i started to realize that my wife was more defensive than she needed to be and we had to figure out what that were and as i got more mature we started to sort of work it out. We're still working on it you know relationships are a growth process so we still working on yeah those things but one of the things I realized mm-hmm. is that I had to stop trying to prove myself to her. Like I had to stop going to be a person or at least be the person that I think she wanted me to be. And because it, just be, because subconsciously you're setting up an opponent. Exactly. By doing without that. without even realizing it. Because you're aiming Yeah, you're setting up an opponent to to combat. Exactly. And it's, and it's not it necessary. may not even Honestly, it's not, it's completely unnecessary because the point of a partner is for that person to meet you where you are. 
You feel me? Like right. if mm-hmm. you're not allowing and that, feel safe and comfortable yeah, I, to be themselves. That, the problem too, bro. I think a lot of people in relationships don't want their partners to meet them where they are. As much as we say that, we don't really want it. Mm, Someone wants right. to feel like the the superior person. Subconsciously, yeah. these niggas is getting like, a pot today. Yeah, I mean, God yeah, damn, man. this is yeah. this is the reality. One of us, someone. This is the finale, baby. We gotta hit him. Someone in the relationship, him. bro. It's either it's either the one of us wants to feel like the superior person. Someone wants to be like, yeah, I'm the one pulling this relationship along. It's so rare when you meet two people that are like, yeah, we're both pulling our weights. One person wants to feel as if though they're better than. And we might not be willing to yeah. admit it, but I see, I see so happens, much man. women generally say niggas ain't shit because I helped raise these niggas. Every man I ever been with, I raised that nigga. I hear women talk like this. I talk to women currently who talk like this. Mm. I be like, wow. I used to date a chick who lives in Atlanta now, and shorty fu- is a couple chicks that live in Atlanta that I fucked with. It's a, it's a short. Gotta gotta put that out there too. Like a nigga could, could zoom in real quick. Like, oh, this nigga talk. No, calm down, calm down. Shorty told me one time, oh yeah, the 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 nigga I used to fuck with before you, D. I made that nigga. I was talking to you about this. Actually, like I made that nigga. I've heard a lot of women say they made. I niggas. said, "Whoa, uh, this is not surprising to me." I said, I've heard a lot of women say, "I made that nigga." Uh, I taught that, that nigga how to me, dress. Yeah, that shit gets I, me tight when they say, "Oh, that. nigga." I gave that nigga swag. That nigga ain't supposed to mature. All right, well, go ahead. Nah, he's he's not because I think deep down inside. Again, this is the only thing I can say because this is the only thing that I hear. When it comes to the bread for a, if a woman's with a man that she already knows she makes more money than, she already gonna think that she could talk to this nigga a certain way, or he's already look, her son. He's already <laughs> he's already her kid. Let's keep it that. that. He's already her son. She could bro. buy that nigga Nikes if he want Jordans right tomorrow. Now. She might as well put the nipple to his mouth. Well, she does that already. Like every time, want, you know, every if he time she got, he could get it. Every time she got to loan him a little bit of money, right. she is taking... It's funny because somebody was in my inbox the other day and they were like, how can a woman emasculate a man? How can a woman ever take manhood away from a man? She doesn't know what it is because she's mm. a woman. And I mm. was like, this is the... I, I'm not... I was like, yo, I'm not even going to engage in this conversation with you because this is so... Like, to me, for me, this is... It's so self-explanatory. Right. There are certain ways that anybody can deal with anyone and either emasculate them or masculate them. And so, like, you you know there's, there's women who they hang around the dudes and the dudes be like, oh, she's one of the fellas. And so they take on this tomboy persona and they start to feel like, oh, well, around these guys, I'm more... They don't even look at me like a quote-unquote female. They look at me... Like I'm just a dude. And so they start to feel less feminine. The same thing happens to men where, uh, again, in certain situations, if in a situation like that, if the woman feel like she's the breadwinner and this nigga, for whatever reason, they they are going in as a disadvantage. She is looking at it like this nigga's not a man. He's a boy. 
she's looking like, at it like this. <laughs> I want to make this move right now to go to Mexico. And all I asked a nigga to do was put $300 to the side. I'm going to take care of everything else. A week before the trip, the nigga tells me that he ain't get paid. Now I'm looking at him like, because I love this nigga, I'm going to take him with me. But I still want to feel like I got a man with me. But he's really not my man in this moment because I don't ask this nigga for nothing. And the nigga had one job. And now he ain't even got a motherfucking job. But this nigga's with me in Mexico playing to somebody water. That was oddly personal. Welcome to Dad Has a Bow Tie, ladies and gentlemen. But a, a lot of women will, I mean, because we we speak about it all the time about the provider role, and it, it was looking personal. I'm, I'm, I'm not. We not. We're not. We're not going to talk about the the provider versus whatever. We'll talk about that when we come back. But a lot of women will that that whole scenario that you presented though they will It'll be like yo if a nigga come here right now and he's he's like why are you with this nigga I'm about to drop bread on you she might consider it just over the bread not over the love not right. over the attention right. not over anything else but right. because this nigga is more financially stable and I'm not saying right. it's right or wrong but it's the reality that's yeah. the reality a lot Chris of women. Brown sang about it in a I song agree. called Loyal. Chris Brown sang about it in a song called Loyal. For a lot of women and 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 that just has to that yeah. has to be acknowledged that money is a huge priority for women. If huge. a nigga is financially financially stable, he get away it with damn near beats all other categories. Big facts. Yeah. <laughs> like they yeah. will they will deal with a little dick, unattractive nigga uh-huh, that is short, you know what I mean? Kevin bringing Hawks in eight that. bands mm-hmm. over a, a nigga who might be just like, yo, can we split the bills? And I'm not saying everybody has their preference. I'm just saying for a lot of women, they will prioritize that yo, over. I ain't going to hold you. That's kind of interesting. Night, the, uh, the other night I went out and something was said at the... It didn't trigger me at the table, but I was like, damn, I've grown a lot Like from my feelings. I went out and at the end of it, Shorty was like, so who's paying? Because uh, you know what happened with you last time. I was, <laughs> yo, yo, <laughs> I was on that would been the last time we yo, went out, my nigga. Fuck I was at the about. other side of the table, like, just wow. I was Christ. like, wow. Hey, yo. That shit was, <laughs> yo, the way, it, yo, bro, the way, it was oh, so no, smooth, bro. like, a nigga was like, what? The audacity for me, bro. With the straight face. It's the Shorty audacity was like, for me. Shorty was like, so who got it, D? Because we remember what happened with you the, the, the last time. Because, uh, you know, just like that. I was I like, and know, then, bro. That's a, that's a low And then, wait, and then, wait, it gets better. Phone. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. It gets better. It's about to go to another level. Y'all ready for this? I don't know. The uh, bill. I don't know if I'm ready for it, the bro. Bi- the bill comes. The bill comes, and I handle the bill. After the bill is handled, the motherfucker lifts the the lifts the checkup, looks at what I paid for, and was like, mm, mm, 
Okay. Looked at what it like that? I look looked that at mean? it. Look, yo, looked at it like I could have did it. That's the look that it. That's the look how it looked to me. Cause I'm like, I just paid. Well, why are you picking it up? It's paid yeah, for. nah, nah. You trying to sun me? That you trying to sun Honestly, me at the table? Why are you looking key. at? Uh, why are you looking at what I paid? Like it don't. I was it, like, oh, you gotta change. We not doing of, that. You gotta like, change. That's the type what we not doing. Taking these dates, bro. <laughs> I don't know, son. She she don't get a third date. I'm just saying, whatever that the, shit was wild. Nah, that's whoever, it. Yeah, I, I, don't, re- I really thought about it. Like, okay, is this, right. is, is this something? Nah, because this is already going down a slippery slope. Yeah, this is this <laughs> like, is, this, that's how I see this it. Is, you go on the date. This is you've been on multiple dates with this person, or this is your second date with the person. Multiple dates. Oh, multiple dates. Multiple dates. Nah. Some, some so. Let, let me tell you what happened. This is what happened that I think why that comment was made. What happened was we had went out somewhere and when the bill came, I said right when it came, I said, all right, we're going to split this bill. I said that. And then the look I got was, I mean, why can't one of us just pay for the whole thing? And I was like, now we split in the bill. I was very adamant about that. So we split in this. We were, and I was like, this bill, we're splitting this bill. Mm-hmm. And I think from that moment, because every everything else before that, I was paying for everything, or she was paying for everything, or um, we just decided, all right, we're going to go half, but without saying it. This particular incident, I was like, we're splitting the bill. Mm-hmm. And from then... That's when that energy changed, and I was like, "Which nah, is that, odd that's a, because that's if y'all a, been doing that, if y'all been dating for a minute, bro, that's I would have that's a that's a shoe in the road for me, bro. That's a hard conversation <laughs> on the way home <laughs> for me. That's a shoe because what that tells me is that the times that she's done it before or that y'all split before, she's always had an issue. Exactly. With that she just never said. Honestly, anything. bro, for me, that's a deal breaker. Possibly. Like, depending on how that conversation went after we left the restaurant, would have been a deal breaker for me. Pers- at this point in no, my but life, the split would have been a deal breaker but, for me. But that split the first time I did it. That was the first time I did it. No, I don't mean but all the I don't other mean times. Like either that. I paid for everything or she paid. Yeah, for but everything. The, the problem. So it was is, either one side or the other. But when, but that was the first time that y'all decided to split the bill. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, it's not even about the split the bill part, but what that, whatever was said the other night with the, oh, well, you know what happened. I would have been like, nah, so what's up? Like, <laughs> what's the issue? Yeah, here? Nah, honestly, yeah, because in that case. That would have rubbed me the wrong way. Like, that would have rubbed me the wrong way. In that case, then nah, she would have to explain to me what about the split of the bill bothered, bothered her. her. Yeah, like, mm. what what is the issue with mm. us splitting was the bills? It, was it right. that she didn't like the idea of giving two credit cards? Because some people have an issue with that. They think that's broke movements or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I think, I know, think that's possibly what it could have been. And for me, it was just like, I guess you must think that for every time, because there was a time where I was going to pay for something, and Shorty just pulled out her card and just paid for the shit because she was like, you know what I mean? I'm going to do it. Even though I'm the one who initiated that particular date, drove us to the spot, and was about to foot the bill. And she just took over. Well, women like, like okay. to pay for shit when they want to pay for shit. That's the that's, next that, fucking that, thing yeah, right there, that, That's the yeah. next factor. 
And when they when they're not expecting to pay for shit, or when they didn't make it up in their mind that they want to pay, they expecting you to just handle it. That's me. But the so thing that threw me off, it would have to be playing for straight off. conversations moving forward. Then, <laughs> right? Oh, you but, paying but, tonight? But the thing that Ooh. threw me. But the thing that threw me off, fellas, is that I'm the None one of that who cute shit no more. Right. <laughs> right. But but the thing but the thing that threw me off, fellas, is distinguishes the one that initiated the last date. So why would you even fix your mouth to say that? I'm the I knew I was gonna be paying for it. No matter what it was. Nah, that be. had nothing to do with that date. That was just a dig. She was just oh. waiting for an opportunity to bring that up. Just yeah. just to say that. Just to like it could have been anything. Y'all could have been going to the movies and she would have been like, So y'all so am I paying for the ticket or are you paying? Because yeah, remember what happened last time. You could have went to the corner store <laughs> to get two bags of chips. <laughs> that right. Yep. She was just waiting for an opportunity to, to bring, bring that, that up. That's a fact. It's it's been on her chest. So uh, she does want a conversation about it. Yeah. You're just gonna have to be gotta, gotta, soft about it. Like have to sort that and out. that's that's where I would say my area of growth has been is <laughs> I realized that like I need to be softer with mm. uh, certain certain people so that I don't come off as their opponent. Like, when mm. I talk with the fellas, it's different. Like, we have our jokes. Right. We might say, like, little silly shit, and we all laugh at it or whatever. Right. But what I'm y'all realizing... y'all niggas know I would shut y'all niggas down on any given day. Y'all know that. Facts. What? Like, I don't know what this nigga talking about. <laughs> but I know that, like, what I'm realizing is... How <laughs> you guys gotta ignore it? I'm I'm realizing that that sometimes with with my significant others and like when I'm kind of in this space you, where I'm letting them in, but I haven't others? let them in yet. You want a poly, bro? Like anybody that I've dealt with, nigga. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's this nigga, son. Hey, trying to you you trying to start shit? I don't know why, but. Anytime I've dealt with somebody, I feel like when they're in that space where I'm letting them in, but I haven't fully let them in, I'm probably not being as vulnerable and as soft with them as I need to be. And mm. so sometimes I become their opponent without feeling like it or or trying to be. But because of that, one, they, they feel like they're fighting to get to know me. And mm. then two, they feel like they're fighting past, I guess, like the sarcasm or whatever or the jokes when they they may not be really that type of person they might just want a softer experience with me so i'm trying to be mm. a, a softer man in those instances mm. um with people that i like talk to or date as long as Solid, as bro. long as jimmy's not soft when you're talking to them sexually right? well yeah we're not talking about jimmy okay. jimmy all right. All right. jimmy all right. is not never all experienced right. nothing like that okay but, all right cool. <laughs> Um, let's let's start getting to the wrap up. There's only a few more little things for us to talk about, real quick. Um, one is Boosie said he's not surprised about Little Wayne endorsing Donald Trump. Says that Wayne has never really been about the black experience. Yeah, I agree yeah. with what Boosie said. Yeah, no, I, I, agree that. I agree. Said, ain't no debate there. Just, I'm not no saying debates. he's been more rich than black. Yeah, I'm not saying that Little Wayne. You know what I mean? Doesn't see has have a black experience or see himself as black. Lil Wayne said he's not a role model several years ago. What are you talking about? But I do feel like like what D Flo said and what everybody's been saying, he is definitely more rich than black. Yeah. So when it comes to rich shit, he's more concerned and he always brings up the fucking white police officer that saved his life as if Yeah. yeah. Like that's some kind of gap against racism or some yeah. shit like that. The the token so, black rapper. Okay, Weezy, thank you. 
Yikes. That might be the title of this episode. So there's a conversation going around about it being acceptable to cheat if you know the relationship isn't for you Yo. and that it's going in the wrong direction. That conversation was wild. What? How do y'all feel about that? Trash. <laughs> I don't, yo, yo, see, and I'm yo. sorry to our women listeners, but this is where our women listeners yo. get away with murder. Let a nigga say some shit like that. This is let, saying, a nigga let a nigga say some shit like nigga. that. It's over. Da, 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 da. <laughs> if you don't want to be in the fucking relationship, this nigga is dip. for the community dick. Yeah, like this nigga for the so streets. Com- I told you. <laughs> this conversation started between two women from um, the podcast, uh, Good Moms, Bad Choices. I yeah. love them. I think they're dope. But in this conversation, they were talking about a time where I it got a little confusing for me. But what I got from it is there was a time that Shorty was with a dude and she tried to break it off with him a couple times. And I guess they found themselves back together. It wasn't really working mm-hmm. for her. And so because she was pretty much done with the relationship, she ended up cheating. And her friend is like, Listen, I'm supporting she the cheating. Encouraged her. Yeah. If it's going to get you out of a relationship oh, okay. that you know is not for you. Well, that's that's and that, so, that nigga deserved that at that point. He he did deserve it. Yeah. I do think he deserve If if you're like if the relationship is kind of over and you keep just trying to trying to grasp onto it, I think both people have fault. One, Shorty just has to shut it down completely. Like, <laughs> yo, I don't want to be with you. It's over. Right. And right. two, on the other hand, it's like if if y'all know that this shit is failing and you just grasping for straws for whatever reason, then nigga, you setting yourself up for failure. That is a There's fact. Something is going right. to happen. She's either just going to dip on you. You're going to find yourself blocked on all social media platforms mm-hmm. and you're not going to know where she's at or she's going to cheat on and you. Listen, but I still do feel like it's kind of trash to cheat on somebody to and And listen, man, dip out. listen, my fellas. When Shorty hit you with the, I think we need a break, just accept it, bro. She's over you. Just keep it pushing. Anytime a shorty <laughs> hits you with a, yeah, you know, we've been in a rock, rocky space lately. I think I need a break. Uh-huh. Listen, if she tells you she needs a break and you try to patch things up and she reiterates it again, just keep it pushing, bro. If she comes back and she loops herself back around to you, then that's a different conversation. But I see a lot of dudes a lot of times with shorties be like, yeah, I think we need a break. That's her subtle way. Because for some reason, some some women, and I'm saying all women, but some women, and men do it too. I think it just depends on the person personality that have a hard time just saying the word break up. I don't want you no more. Or this Kick is rocks. really not working. Right. And I have X, Y, and Z reason why this doesn't is not work. Working. So I think I think it's easier too for a woman to say I want to break, also just to fuck somebody else. True. It's easier. It's easier for the. It's easier for that woman's conscience. For a man, if he say he want to break, by default she gonna already feel like he was already fucking bitches. That is a fact. So I feel like from my experience, if a man said most of the time, men don't go the break route. Most of the time, a man is either going to say he don't want to be with you or he's going to try and hold on to whatever's going on for the longest time. Most men that I know in my circle, 
don't say I think we need a break. And if they do mm-hmm. feel like that, the relationship is pretty is over. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, so I don't really I think, believe in the break system. I feel. Like, I don't really say breaks, right? Because yeah, a break I don't leads need a break. to a break. Either we, if, if we break up, that. is we gonna break up and we gonna make up? Is that's it? If we, right. If we're right. over, we're over. I'm not gonna take a month off and be like, yeah, I need a month to think about it. No. Nah, you don't yeah. need a month. I mean, I've seen I've seen that happen in relationships where people do be like, yo, we're in this weird space. We don't know how to get back to each other. Maybe we need to just take some time or whatever. But tip, typically, that's like more of a, like, things have been complicated between us for a while. But I've seen more so that when a person says they want to break, but they really want to break up. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen men do that as as often. I don't really, I haven't seen many women do it either, but I do feel like it's a little bit more common for a woman to say, let's, let's take a break yeah. when they really mean they don't want to be with you anymore. Right. But, um, but yeah, I think that's kind of like, I don't know, man. I think y'all are right. Like in terms of just break up, if, if we need to break up, yeah. um, speaking, speaking of breaking up, but we won't even get into the whole divorce cause we spoke about their divorce several times. Dr. Dre has made a commentary regarding he feels like social media has killed the mystique behind artists and he doesn't really like it. 110%. Fuck we talk. When I read that shit, I was like, I, I agree. What fuck we talking about? I only thing is, I don't know if it's social media killed it because technology was going to kill it anyway. Because it's the way that we're abusing social media. Like, it's the way artists are abused. Like, it's over exploitation. Over exploitation. Yeah. I also think, though, like, for instance, like, the recording process for a long time was a secret. A lot of people didn't know how to make a track at all mm-hmm. from, mm-hmm. from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And technology just caught up to the industry where it's like studios became more accessible and getting the Facts. equipment became more accessible. And so the recording, pro- right. Yeah. And so the recording process lost its mystique. Because of technology. That right? is a fact. And, and so, yeah, when we're talking about, like, artists' personalities and them feeling like they have to present <laughs> themselves all the time to stay relevant, yeah, I definitely agree. Because now you get to see who's really corny and who isn't. Mm-hmm. Like, who's a real nigga and who's not. And typically, the real niggas don't use social media that much. Facts. But they don't. But I think at the end of the day, technology was getting to a point where a lot of the industry was going to be revealed anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think. Go ahead, X. My bad. No, no, no. That was it. That was it. Yeah, I, I just think um, what Dre said. There's two. There's two levels to what Dre said that that I agree on and I don't agree on. Okay. I think it was necessary because a lot of us <laughs> was yearning to learn. And, you know, see what a lot of our favorite celebrities' personalities are like. However, I think what what I do agree with him on is the process of making music and releasing music has changed because the mystique of a new album drop, and I think it's still there to a certain extent because a lot of times project dropping, you don't really know what the project is about Mm -hmm. because I think for a while artists was letting people too much involved in the creative process and then... I don't know what happened, but there was a shift like about three, four years ago where the artist started to just more be like, I'm going to just let y'all see who I am. Mm-hmm. And a lot of artists have begun just more so showing off their lifestyle. 
rather than having you be involved in their creative process. Talk about so it. So I don't yeah, I think it's I think it's there's some level of 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 accessibility in terms of singles and stuff like that. So a lot of times back in the day, by the time you were dropping your first single, that's because the project was getting rolled out and the whole thing was set. Whereas in now you don't got to wait till you have the project finished. You drop the single and you just let it build out as you're going along. So that's where the difference in Mystique was. So it's like when an artist dropped a single back in 1995 or 1999, by the time the single dropped, the project was done. Mm-hmm. So the rollout package following that complemented everything. Whereas in now you're on my journey from conception. From the time I'm thinking about this project, I drop a single and y'all get to see how I roll this project out as I go along. Right. So by the time the, the project drops, you're kind of done. You kind of already know where the project is at. So I see that happening more often now. But the, the one thing that is the one thing social media truly killed is the artist being in control of how their persona is presented to the people. Big facts. Because everything is either face everything is live, IG live, Facebook live. Um everything is a story where it's an actual time. And so there isn't any preparation of all right, yo, TI, we're going to have you sit at this throne, we're going to give you this bottle of whatever and you're going to be at the club, but really this is a set that looks like a club. Cause we want you to look cool. We look. We want you to look dope. We're gonna bring the baddest chicks, and it's just gonna be like, oh, Ti is chilling for his birthday. This is a birthday celebration, and then you could go party wherever the fuck you really want to party after. Now, now it's nah. This nigga's really getting spotted at a club, turning up, and some other nigga might be recording him. And so, if Ti is really a corny nigga, you're gonna see Ti as a corny yeah. nigga, cause and he I didn't even Drake- know he was recorded. I think Dre only said that too because what the biggest difference is now is that y'all lives ain't so personal no more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think he's just a little bit salty because his the marriage the divorce situation is being highly published highly in, in the media and it's not even because they're putting yeah. it out, it's because it's on highly publicized. Media. Yeah. Yeah, highly publicized. So I think um the differences nowadays, back in the day, a lot of their personal issues weren't blown up so much as it is. They now. had control over the narrative. They had exactly to some that, extent. To some extent. To some, but for the most part, a lot of us didn't know how they were living. Like, like there's certain celebrities that, like I said, we wanted access and we got it. Yeah, I mean, they still had e Hollywood access on TV and stuff like that. So. Like, you would hear some of the gossip stories. There were always gossip columns. But, again, even with that, you knew the outlets that were going to pick that up. It was, like, five or six of them that if you if the label wanted to, they could get in they front of it, it and they could, yep. can dictate the narrative a little bit as opposed to a random-ass person with a, a cell phone picking you up, slapping a fan, and now you got to explain yourself as to why you slapped a fan at mm-hmm. a fucking club. And you ain't you yep. wasn't expecting that. Young you know man. I mean? So um the CW is canceling Black Lightning. It will be the yeah. final season. Um it's kinda ironic because the show started when Donald Trump came into office and it was the the black centric uh cast on the CW, especially in terms of the superhero shows, and it's ending when he's leaving. And I kind of feel like 
I know that it's not coincidental. I mean, I know that it's coincidental in that aspect of it, but I also kind of feel like Is we're going to see a lot of the Black-centric things not die out, but lose focus as, again, we get to this space where racism is not blatantly in our face every day. So it's, it seems like it's a really interesting scenario with the two of those things happening. Um, all right, y'all. Distinguished, what's the tough knot? Oh, before we get into that, my fault. Uh, Geraldo thinks that we should name all the vaccines after Trump. We should change the word vaccine and say, and call it Trump. Did you get Yo, your Trump when today? I <laughs> was listening to that bullshit. I was like, can somebody please take the dick out this man's ass? <laughs> can they just remove the, 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 can they just remove the Trump 10 inch dick? You know when he hears certain things and he just gives you ass reflux? That that's how I feel about that right there. I, yo, why are these niggas so sick of? Why are they sycophants for this nigga? Like, why are they sucking this man's penis this oh. hard? The I person, never seen yeah. no shit like this. I didn't yeah. even know that was a real person. So <laughs> watching that, I was like, who is this made up ass nigga? Like, who is this cartoon character, bro? I'm dead. Geraldo, and that name, the, 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 and, uh, the, name, names. the look, Geraldo. everything, bro. Geraldo it, used to be lit back in the day, though. I don't know when he turned into this clown ass nigga. Yeah. I don't know when they drew that nigga up and put him on the I camera. Know. I don't know. I, 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 I watched it, right. bro, and I was just like, whose man's is this? Like, who told <laughs> this nigga it was cool to go and say that and then listen to the nigga? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your name is Trump. <laughs> I'm like, all y'all niggas could eat a dick and go to bed. This nigga said, did you get your Trump today? Right. Are y'all niggas, yo, like, do y'all right. hear yourselves? Y'all niggas, I ain't never seen nobody follow a, a, a fucking lunatic like this nigga is to the ends of the earth. This nigga basically tried to destroy the country well, in the last two weeks. Well, hold and on, these hold niggas on. is like, yeah, we can't say like, let's go never, with them. We can't say we've never seen another person do that, though. <laughs> in, in history. Mm. <laughs> you yep. know, there's been there's been a couple there's men. Been a, there's been a guy. There's been a guy that did been, some yeah. stuff, <laughs> and a lot of people followed him <laughs> to, the to the ends of the of motherfucking earth. earth. Literally. So uh, that parallel is not that does pa- not escape not, me. It's not. It's not too it's far. Not too far it's not too not too distant. Well, the too, one thing that that right. happened today that I will say congratulations about is. They are finally certifying Joe Biden as the winner, and they're starting the transition process. So finally, this nigga's Trump's team is starting okay. the transitions process, even though he's still claiming that he has strong evidence. And it's like, yo, this nigga sounds crazy now. Like, if you're a Trump supporter, you have to look at what he's doing. You have to look at the evidence, and you have to just realize, yo, this nigga is just crazy, mm-hmm. or, or this nigga is really that he don't. He doesn't want to just concede that he lost. He knows he lost. He, he knows, knows he lost. lost. There is no evidence of nothing. He no, knows there's nigga, no evidence of nothing. That nigga wants someone on media to be like, you know what, Trump? You had a decent presidency, bro. Like, you were I. And <laughs> that's what he really wants. He wants someone to acknowledge that he did a decent job and... No worry, the coronavirus mm-hmm. is just a hiccup along the way. You did a wonderful job as president. Yep. You you would have had 
And unfortunately, he probably would have had a second term if Corona didn't show up. I agree. That's the, but, that's the reality. <laughs> the but, Lord works in mysterious. <laughs> not to say Corona was a blessing. We are not saying that by no way, shape, or form. Yeah, We're but just the way things fell out. The way <laughs> you know things worked mean? out in that sense, God showed us the way. And that's that. Uh, Pastor Distinguished, please uh, close us out with, <laughs> with the tough knot. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. The tough knot is you don't, you don't. Fight for privileges, mm, you earn nice. them. Uh, what would Dad say as we come to the close of this season of Dad Hats and Bowties, which has been running for a pretty long time as a season? Yeah. Um, you got to reflect on the wins. We all come across bumps along the way, but the wins are really what matter. And we've done a lot. I'm excited for season three. We Facts. are really going to come together and raise the production value. That's what I'm going to say. We're going to raise the production value for season three. We want to give you guys the best experience. And so we're taking a little bit of a break, not only because of the holiday season, but also because in the interim, we're going to revamp some things. We're going to figure out what's been working. So actually we would love for you guys to tell us what do you like about the show? What are some things you would want to see different um, and how you would like to see us expand? We have some ideas on our own, but of course, listening to our listeners is always top tier. And so when we come back in January, we want to be in terms of production value. And we already know that the content y'all love, y'all love y'all some dad hats and bow ties. Okay. But we want the content mm-hmm. to be top tier. You know what I mean? We got some purchases today, I see, of the hoodie. So, you know what I mean? We we want our fans oh, to come okay. out strong because once we run out of inventory of this hoodie, we're going to start a new design. And that shit going to be fire. So, again, it's all about the wins. We want to celebrate all the successes that you guys have given us. Um, and this is obviously not the end. Again, we're only taking a month off. And in between that time, we're still going to give you guys a little Christmas gift. All right, we got we got some stuff in store for you. Definitely got the Christmas gift but, in the um, work. I also huh. think, if I'm being honest, I also think uh, all three of us fellas, we've been on this this journey for a while, and it's good to kind of take a little bit of a break. You know, not have the responsibility over your head to have to come in and pod, miss it a little bit, and then be refreshed and ready. So we're taking this mini vacation um, to to come back and give y'all. The hot takes. I do encourage us to all listen to our old episodes too, because there's some some moments in our old episodes, like when we listened before, that I think we can recapture and we can bring back to the show. But that would say thank y'all, and this has been a lit ass episode. I can't lie, I, I love this episode. This is a way to man. this is a motherfucking way to give a season finale. All right, big facts. Yes, sir. Another episode of Dad has a bow ties. We'll see y'all in January. <laughs>